Smoking Guns Podcast. Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods hanging out with you talking about pro football in San Antonio. That's what we are. That's what we do. We talk about professional football in San Antonio. There are two different professional football teams we concentrate on in the San Antonio area, the San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL, the two and five San Antonio Brahmas mm. of the XFL. And the San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League, the zero and zero San Antonio Gunslingers, starting off their season this week. Uh, guns up. It is time to get started. We've got a glut of football around us right now, and that's a good thing. Um, we've got football for the next three weeks in the Alamo Dome. We've got football in Freeman Coliseum on Saturday night. And then we've got lots of stuff we can watch uh, as the Gunslingers take a Long road trip away from the confines of Freeman Coliseum for a few weeks before they come back on May 28th. Um, and we're going to talk about all of those things. We're going to talk about the Brahmas and their loss to Vegas, 26-12. That one hurt. That hurt. We're going to talk all about that. And if we get really lucky, we have, we have set up a couple of guests for you today. Um, you're going to hear... From Parker Romo, everybody's favorite gunslinger, Yay! our uh, San Antonio M- Brahmas kicker. Our MVP, right? That's our right. MVP so far. I mean, <laughs> where would we be without Parker Romo? Look at the worst situation. Worse than two and five. <laughs> yeah, yes. we would not be two and five. No, um, we would not be. Best kicker Parker, in the XFL, no doubt. Yes, by far. Parker Romo is going to be one of those guys that jumps to the NFL. I just can't imagine that he doesn't end up with an NFL contract. And you'll get to say, hey, I saw him before. He was on the Smoking Guns podcast. That's going to be here in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, 7 o'clock central. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to jump all the way into Gunslingers football. And we're going to have Cody Brooks, the linebacker for the San Antonio Gunslingers, and just a great guy. If you're not an arena fan, if you're not an arena football person, stick around with us through the 8 o'clock hour. I bet we convince you to just watch. Just take a look um, this week as the National Arena League gets started. And we're going to slide feet first, just in case Cohen's listening. Yes, slide feet first. And Cohen, <laughs> Cohen might be listening. Cohen might, might need to be listening because uh, we got issues at quarterback for the San Antonio Brahmas. I guess that's the best place to start is the Brahmas take a 26-12 to 12 loss. That's bad enough. But in the midst of that, they lose... Kurt Binkert for this season is what I'm reading, although I have not heard that from him or from the team. It's possible that, you know, he could try to play with three broken ribs, but I'll be really honest with you behind that offensive line. Mm -mm. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea at all. Yeah, that's a, that's a big, big risk and a, a lot of pain. You know, you can, play through that that sort of pain you've seen quarterbacks do it before they make special kind of like flak jackets that they wear but mm-hmm. it's seriously painful and if you're gonna continue to take a beating the way he has in his short time with the brahmas um i mean he's putting a lot at risk this this is a guy that came in here understanding that he's got a shot that's better than most at ending up on an NFL roster better than, than most in this league because he's, he's been on one, uh, you know, and, and spent significant time there. Uh, so 
you always want to say, you know, the tough guys play through pain and those are your heroes and the ones you, you want to get behind, but at the same time, you also understand. So, but with it's really unfortunate. You hear guys talk about having one broken rib Not and three. every, every yeah. deep breath you take, every twist or turn of your torso hurts three of those. So triple that. And then think about playing any athletic event. Like think about throwing a baseball. Think about you know swinging a baseball bat. Anything. Um, the the pain would be pretty pretty remarkable. And to do it behind this offensive line. And look, I'm not trying to dog on our team, although I could. Um, like they've given me enough ammunition that I could dog on them. But let's let's be honest. This offensive line is porous. It's got a lot of holes in it. And I mean, they're they're suffering through injuries too. It's a patchwork sure, yeah. offensive line. Absolutely. So. Uh, but for them to uh to be the ones protecting you and you already to be in that kind of pain, that's a lot to ask of anybody. Mm-hmm. My guess is we don't see Kurt Binkert, which means we got to figure out what we're doing at quarterback. And San Antonio Brahma's fans, I hate to tell you this. What you that's have is good. what you have. What you have is what you have. Um, Jack Cohen probably is going to be coming back off of injury. Mm-hmm. Javon passes there and he's an option, but they do not trust him. And that's, uh, that's abundantly clear. If you've been paying attention, be. that's abundantly clear yeah. that Heinz Ward doesn't trust him mm-hmm. aside from something really, really mind bending, like trading for Paxton Lynch or Brett Hunley, somebody that another team has already decided is not their guy signing Drew Plitt, maybe would be an option. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. He's injured. It's the other guy. Uh, what's the other Paxton guy? Lynch. No, no. Um, Is it, Renegades. Oh. Uh, Slow. Slow. Oh, Kyle Sloter. Kyle Sloter. Sloter. There you go. That's what my um, brain was thinking. My mouth said Paxton Lynch because I, I was dreading the idea of that. But yeah, no. <laughs> Kyle Sloter. Yeah. And Paxton Lynch would be another one of those kind of options. Or... Uh, um, your other guy out there in Orlando, there's Dormady, um, and he's going to be their starter. There's Paxton Lynch. There's one other. Um, Flowers would be an mm. option. Uh, Roy, our buddy. Absolutely correct, Roy. Roy. Those are not options. Way too much time to get them caught up on plays. The J-Bone. only thing I would say about that, J-Bone, is um, – Everybody we've heard talk about this offense says it's really, really not complicated. And so uh, there might be a possibility to get one of those guys. Now, you can't go get, like, look, uh, we got a guest jumping on here in a second uh, with us. Uh, Amanda from the Beehawks Live is going to jump in with us for a second. But let me clean this up before we have her join us. Um, All of these folks that are like, go get Colin Kaepernick. Go get... Uh, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, go get Cam Newton. What are they thinking? Even, even if that were an option, and it's not, it's not, like that's not going to happen. Even if that's an option, there's no way you could sign Cam Newton today and have him start for the Brahmos on Sunday, on Easter no. Sunday. That ain't happening. Right. Like even if that were, no. that's not a possibility. But even if it were a possibility, it's still not going to happen. So give that up. It's going to have to be somebody that is already in playing shape. And that means an XFL quarterback because those guys are in shape, but they are not in playing shape. So you're going to have to go get Sloter. You're going to have to go get 
uh, uh, Lynch or Flowers or Hunley, or most likely what you're going to have to do is run with Cohen and pass. And Leo and I were talking about this before the show. Don't look for it to be pass. If Cohen is 85% or above, that's who Heinz Ward is going with. Mm-hmm. I, I think Heinz Ward has made it pretty apparent to everyone that he doesn't think pass is ready. Uh, he's right. he, he doesn't dog the guy. He, he's been very clear that he thinks he's got some ability and uh, he's he might have a future, but he, he needs some time to, to develop. She is the best half of the Beehawks live crew. Sure. Her um, name is Amanda. Will and... you tell will you tell everyone else on the show that for me? <laughs> we will. Here's so. the thing, Amanda, I think so much of you. Um, but when I say that you are the best half of that show, that's a real low bar because dirty is not much. <laughs> hey now, so... I was gonna take that compliment until you said that. <laughs> uh, take it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Amanda, what's going on? How are things in Beehawk Live world where you guys still have a shot at maybe being a playoff team and being a, a, a championship team if things you go guys, right? That game was, I can't even explain to you, was amazing. I was, I was blown away. Which blown one? Away. Which game? Our game, not yours. I was going to yeah. say, not our <laughs> game. You're not talking <laughs> about our game. Sure, Tech won the uh, Brahma game you're talking about right there, unless you no. just became a, a huge Vipers fan all of a sudden. Hey, Louise. Hi. She's so sweet. I love her. <laughs> but anyway, when you talk to the gunslingers later, please tell them and remind them that I played catch with them in San Antonio when I was there. Ah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I think Cody Brooks was one of those guys, For as a matter of fact. He was. That was hanging yeah, out. Yeah, he was. Oh. It was. So I'm, I wanted to come on because I'm curious, you guys were talking about the quarterback situation and I am really concerned. Well, I think you and everybody else is concerned. <laughs> You're concerned. We're concerned. A little bit ski. Try dumping about a thousand dollars this year on Brahma's stuff and, and tell yeah. me how concerned you are. No, you guys, I just can't. I don't like this trading in and out of quarterback situation, but with you guys, you've had no choice. Four different starting yeah. quarterbacks in four weeks. Three of those yeah. injured. If three you needed, injured. if you needed to know what the problem is with the Brahmas, I don't have to say any more than three starting quarterbacks injured in four weeks. That is an offensive line problem if you've ever seen one. Right, exactly. and it's obviously it's, it's not a QB run offense. It's not. No. It's not an option offense. No. So, yeah. See, and I, the reason why I'm saying that too is because I feel like the Brahmas are a lot like the Battlehawks from a standpoint of y'all's defense is great. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Y'all's most of the time, like not us. this week. Not we this thought week, that going into the the Vegas, but yeah. But y'all's offense, like us, I mean, it's just hit and miss. But God love Heinz Ward. I love him. So he's doing the best he can. He is. He's doing what he can do. I've said for a couple of weeks now, he's on a learning curve, and we just have to kind of ride that learning curve with him. Mm-hmm. And there are mm-hmm. times he's going to do things that just don't make sense rookie head coaches do mm-hmm. but one of those things to me is having a 50 percent kurt beckert and having a hundred percent Jawan pass needing in a must-win game and not trusting pass so much that you go with a 50 percent kurt benkert who's got broken ribs you don't know that yet obviously you just know right. he's in a lot of pain um that is a yeah. that is a rookie coach kind of deal where you go I really can't trust that guy. 
So I've got to go with this injured guy. And and not only does that hurt my chances of winning because he can't do what I need him to do, it also puts him at risk. And I'm glad Kurt didn't get more hurt than he is. Um, because we he got took a, a couple hits still. We yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about too was the flags. The you know, the flags that were thrown for unnecessary roughness, things like that. I mean, I think there was a lot of rough hits to the quarterback in y'all's game. Yeah. And he was getting bit. beat up. He was getting he was. beat up out there. Uh he doesn't have the protection. I felt that he I felt needs. bad for the guy. No, our, not at all. Our good buddy Viva Texas, former offensive lineman himself, says the offensive line isn't consistent on the field due to injuries. He's right, which makes mm-hmm. it difficult to do complex blocking schemes like traps and counters. Man, I don't even need complex blocking schemes anymore. I just need down. you to get in front of a person <laughs> and slow them up enough that you right. don't get a guy's three guy three ribs broken on a guy. Come on now. Um, just stand in front of somebody. <laughs> I know? could not imagine, like, just taking a deep breath alone. It's like, like ugh. That hurts. <laughs> do it. He's not going to run. Here's my yeah, other I... question, and then I'll let you guys, you know, get sure. on with it. I wanted to ask about the coaches, like, all of the coaches. Where do you think out of all of them, Heinz Ward is? Like, where do you uh, think he stands in that? I still like him better than um, Buckley. Uh, Buckley. I still like him better than Woodson. Um, I still would rather have Heinz Ward on his way up than Wade Phillips on his way down, which is something. Um, But I like Anthony Beck a lot. I just can't not like that guy. I really like the energy he brings and the way he leads his team. I like that guy a lot. Um, Reggie Barlow, I really like. Yeah, so somewhere in the middle. Like so here, I I agree, Philip. But here's the here's the one thing that I'm I'm gonna add, and and I hate to come to Heinz Ward's defense. It seems like on a weekly basis here, trying mm-hmm. to keep off off those fans that are out for blood, um, because you know they deem the performance that we see on a week by week basis from this team as unacceptable, and I don't blame them at all. Mm-hmm. But taking in the big picture, the 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 scheme of everything involved in for, in front of us, Heinz Ward didn't get a whole lot of help mm-hmm. offensively as far as coordinators mm-hmm. and assistants. You you've got um, situations with other coaches that maybe don't have the experience that Ward does, like you just mentioned uh, Barlow in DC, but who is an experienced head coach. But he's got some pretty good coordinators up there, doesn't he? True. Yes. And and um, then the St. Louis offensive coordinator. And I yeah. Say that. I don't Trade care. you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I don't know. I think Ward. Why do you think really... AJ's headset didn't work a couple weekends ago? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I think there's I... a reason for that. What conspiracy theories here that we're 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 looking into? Oh, that's Amanda's but, speculation. Anyway, oh, oh your boy Dirty think, gets all over those. Oh, he does. Oh my God. He does. I, I just think Ward, being a rookie, the rookie head coach that he is, uh, maybe could have been set up a little bit better for success with with some help on his staff that he he doesn't have. Now the defense is okay. He's got some guys there that he trusts and knows. Um, you know, uh, but. Um, offensively, I just, I just don't see when you look at 
at what he's got. I don't, I don't see anybody. You look in their history and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This guy's going to be able to hold it down for, for Ward sure. while he gets big things figured out. That's not happening now mm-hmm. towards credit. He's been shouldering that um, burden. He's been shouldering that. Yeah. And that blame mm-hmm. all the way this season up until this week, this week was the first time. If you watch that post game press conference that he sat up there and he didn't say, this is on me. I got to do a better job. He said, I'm going to continue to work on it. But he put the blame squarely on his players this game. And he didn't, you know, call out anybody by name. He didn't he's, He didn't do anything like that. But so he, he, I don't feel like he really blamed the players. But what he's always done before is he's always stood in front of the players and said, me. It's me. Hit me, it hit me with, with me. your, yeah. hit me with your, your criticisms. Right. This week, he just kind of stood off to the side a little bit and said, I do need to do better, but these guys are also here. Right. Um, you know, and he, good he, for him and good for him. At some point, you take the blame for so long, right? You right. can punch the bag for so long until you're like, all right. Right. Enough. There was some of the ways that he said things in the postgame press conference led us to believe that maybe some players took advantage of the fact that they were in Vegas True. And mm-hmm. got a little distracted by Vegas and all that mm-hmm. Vegas is. He um, mentioned that specifically. He didn't say anything outright, but he certainly led you to believe that that may have been a distraction or an issue. And you know what? If you did that as a player, knowing that you're two and four, knowing Shame that you need you. every win, that's on you. Like Shame you can't blame you. your coaches. Like they didn't tell me I had a curfew, but you know that it's an important <laughs> game tomorrow. You know, you belong. Uh, you know, off the tables and out of the bars and whatever the case may be. Uh, Lolis, our favorite um, person that never gets on a microphone, uh, says having Elizondo at the start didn't help much. I think, I think when all is said and done, when you do the autopsy of this season at the end of the season, no matter what it ends up being, I think that I will come down on saying that Jaime Elizondo was the major reason that this team did not do better. It's something we saw before in Tampa when he ran an offense in Tampa. They were not good offensively. And we saw the same thing here in San Antonio. I think this um, is the number one reason why we've had the issues we've had is is Jaime Elizondo. That and then injuries. Yeah, and Coach waited too long to replace Elizondo. I think he kept having faith that he was going to get better, something was going to change. And it's it doesn't matter when he replaces him at that point. Yeah. Because once that offensive system is installed, even if you replace him in week two, it doesn't matter. You've already got that offense in place. And so Leo's mentioned it before. You've just got Jimmy Johnson calling Jaime Elizondo's plays. Yeah, That's it's all hard to install is. a completely new offense. You can add some nuances and work on it in practice little by little, but yeah, that's hard to just completely change the whole thing. Gee, Amanda, hey, who's daddy. this guy? Who's this oh, guy? Lord. The man I love the mostest. <laughs> Ed checking in and said the Battlehawks had the same situation in Vegas the week before. You saw what happened. At some point, the players have to step up or they have they to do. be replaced. Hey, there's Very a true. reason that some of these guys, not all of them, and I'm not painting the whole XFL with this brush, but some of these guys are not in the league. They're not in the NFL because... Uh, they make poor decisions off the field, or they mm-hmm. run their mouth like silvers. Right. Hey, Amanda, I'm gonna let 
I'm going to let you yeah, go, Amanda, because we got another guest popping in right now. He is a player on those San Antonio Brahmas, and he's not one of those guys I'm talking about. He is probably the MVP up to this point. If, if you he's ask our me. MVP. He's my he's MVP. certainly ours. He's my favorite kicker. Not my favorite kicker in the XFL. He's my favorite kicker our overall. Favorite. Uh, his name is Parker Romo, and he's joining us now. Parker, what's going on, man? Hey. Hey. Things are great. Uh, I was with my cousin at her softball game and uh, just had some free time to chat with you guys, so it worked out perfect. You've been in an FCS system. You've been in an FBS system. You've been in camp in the NFL, and now you're in the XFL. Where does this experience up to this point through uh, seven weeks of the season, where does it stack up in your uh, football experience in this time that you've been able to play this game and, and get to do it on this kind of level? Well, honestly, the the way that I've looked at my my journey so far is like I've kind of climbed the ladder. You know, I started at the at Central Arkansas FCS, and then had to sit out a year because they didn't have the one time transfer rules with the NCAA, and then uh, made it to Tulsa, which is a group of five or a group of six. You know, they say they say it's like the Power Six conference, whatever. Um, and then we made it. To, to Virginia Tech after that, and that's Power Five football. So that's uh, those are just big steps, and I've been fortunate to be put in good situations with good people, like with the Brahmas, definitely the best snapper and holder I've ever had. So it makes my job so much easier. Um, nice. So yeah, how important are those other two guys on that battery with you, as far as your snapper and your holder? They make my job very easy. <laughs> I'll say Good that. teamwork. Good teamwork. <laughs> yeah, Parker, it, it's all about kind of like repetition and, and kind of having a, a having that that communication down with each other, whether it's it's the long snapper, uh, the holder and the kicker. You guys kind of all have to be in sync and you just kind of get that and develop that with just repetition, doing things over and over and over and over again. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And we, we talk about a lot of things like when when I leave and Brad picks his hand up off the ground and the cadence, like the timing of it, there's, you know, it, it, once you get into rhythm, it's hard to stop us. So we talk a lot on our show, certainly as we move through the season about your head coach, about Heinz Ward, but we're not in the locker room. We're not with you guys on a daily basis. What do you guys think of Heinz Ward as he's made his way through the season from a guy who, did not have head coaching experience to where he is now. Um, what are y'all's thoughts and feelings? How do y'all feel about your coach? Uh, our coaching staff's great. They they care a lot about us. I mean, we we spend the entire day with each other, uh, and we've really gotten to know each and every one of them on a personal like note. And he's he's really all about us. Like he's gone out of his way to make us feel more comfortable and get to know us and. It's made made the experience so much better. And uh, Parker, how do you feel about all the teams being in Arlington at the same time? Do you think it's that's different. a help or is a hindrance? It's different. I mean, I understand like it's it's kind of a startup league, but not really at the same time since it's the third time. But um, with the new teams revamping and all that, uh, it's it's cool. Like. You know, I'm not too far away. Some of the guys that I've I've known and, and played with before, like with the Saints and uh, my snapper from Tulsa, is with the Vegas Vipers too. So, getting to see them around town's cool too. 
So does that make it harder, you think, like to kind of uh, get a sense of uh, like home or a, a sense of pride in, in the city that, that you're representing? I mean, we all know the Brahma fans love, love you, their kicker, Parker Romo. You, you, you're, you're like, we've talked about you, the MVP. If you look in the, the fan page group, everybody's, you know, talking about you're the man. We, we're worried about not having you for too long. And we're pretty certain that that's going to be the situation. Um, you know, we, we want the best for you and we're all pretty certain that you're going to move on to bigger and better things very soon. But while you're here, we're just enjoying every time you come out on the field, because we know it's like automatic points. So we have that appreciation for you as our kicker on our favorite team. But what, how is that kind of, is that a challenge for the players to kind of have that, that relationship with the city? Uh, it's, it's hard for, for me, it's not. Cause I've I'm a Spurs Ooh. fan. Oh, look at that! That is awesome. Uh, I'm, impressed. I'm impressed. We so love I, you even more now, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> San Antonio has always been a lot to me. I I saw the Spurs on the Alamo after they won one of their championships when I was younger. So uh, that's always been like one of my core memories. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely see what you mean with with not being in the city and the the city meaning something for the rest of the team. Um, now, in later years, I mean, I think the XFL plans to have the teams eventually get to their home cities. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, I think there will be a bigger connect. And I was honestly impressed in the first home game. We had 25,000 fans. That was amazing. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we didn't have the best start to the season that we wanted to. Came back to the Dome and didn't have as many fans. Um and then this week we're we're playing on Easter, so I don't know if that's gonna hold back a lot of people from coming. You know, we'll see. When I when we say that you're really popular on the fan page, um, or the fan pages around the Brahmas, mm-hmm. I got to share something with you. I hope you're able to see this um, through our software. But you are a meme already. <laughs> uh, you are. There is the spicy leg Romo. Um, if you can see that, that's you with a chili pepper leg getting that kick in. I believe Jackie um, is the one that put that together and uh, and set you up with a spicy leg. It's even got the it's even got Leo's Brahma B on it right there for yeah. Him, that's so. my favorite logo right there. Uh, you are you're a popular guy not only um, not only here in San Antonio but around the league. We've got folks checking in from other. Uh, teams, other fan bases saying best kicker in the league. If you ask us, um, <laughs> somebody from uh, St. Louis just checked in and said she would say you're the best kicker in the league. Uh, I appreciate. Um, it. When you were growing up, as you grew, where did you grow up at? So I grew up in in Peachtree City, Georgia, and went to Mac. It is you. So I was doing some. Um, <laughs> I was doing some research this today on you, and I just googled your name. And because I play disc golf, you popped up with a disc golf number with a PDGA number. And I'm like, that's probably not the same guy, though. That's probably a different John Parker Romo. And then you say Peachtree, Georgia, Georgia, and it's you. you you're, you're a disc golf player, too, huh? Yep, yep. I, I started <laughs> probably uh, a year or two before COVID hit. Oh, wow. So really, really before the, the sport took off. We have, we have a course that's right around the house from, from where I grew up. Uh, and so we would go out every now and then and really took out just an ultimate Frisbee, uh, but yeah. eventually switched over and got into it. 
That's very cool. I could talk a whole bunch about disc golf with you, but that oh, yeah, was for everybody else. Could, but we're on the show. On the show. Um, <laughs> so you were saying you grew up in Georgia, and then what else were you going to say? Uh, so I went to McIntosh High School, and we're known for being a soccer school um, and just a whole soccer city. And that's kind of what I did my whole life until started kicking in seventh grade. Oh, okay. So were you a Falcons fan growing up? No, the, the last name kind of made me a – a cowboy fan growing up. Nice. Ooh, so. As you can tell, I'm very happy with that that comment. <laughs> and I'll be really honest. I've talked about it since the beginning of the season. I would love to see another Romo with a star on his helmet real soon. Yeah. I've, um, always, I've always said there's a number nine waiting for me in Dallas. But <laughs> see what happens. So if anyone's listening, y'all did hear you, that? <laughs> did, you have, did you have a number nine Tony jersey growing up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We have a huge Mexican family that's in Fort Worth, and I had about 100 people show up to the Arlington game in Arlington, and it was cool. Now, awesome. Viva Texas, and you will know him because he wears a mariachi outfit. He's the only one. <laughs> uh, he asks when you're signing with the Packers. I mean, <laughs> obviously, if the Packers give you a phone call, you're, you're going to go right. visit and right. talk to them. Um, but as a Cowboy fan growing up, that's probably not your first choice to be a Packer, right? You know, once you once you get your foot in or around the door, you you start to forget or not forget, yeah. but like it doesn't mean as much uh, yeah. to what team you grew up liking. It's the opportunity to be able to play for one of those thirty two teams is right. is a major blessing. And, um, just yeah, just hope even even growing up a Cowboy fan, if the Philadelphia Eagles called tomorrow, you would be putting the, the the wings on your helmet I understand that there's no doubt uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna say no just because that's you know I don't like that team that's right I 100 agree except for the Raiders that's that's the only team that <laughs> if it's the Raiders you got you say no but no of course you're gonna say yes and I'll root for you as hard as that well I'm a Denver Broncos fan and I will uh, as hard as that will be I will just hope that the Raiders only only score field goals like the entire season. <laughs> so this- I, I know that like every time you kick the ball, it's like bittersweet. Cause I'm so happy that you scored, but I'm like, Oh my God, he's going to go to the, he's going to go to the NFL real soon. They're going to call him up. Parker's hoping for it. Like yeah. he, he wants to and see we'll that cheer you on whatever team you're on. We'll cheer for you. We I appreciate you. it. I'll so- always be a Brahma's fan. So we'll say that too. So the Brahmas, as far as the Brahmas are concerned, two and five is not what any of you envisioned as you went no. into this season. But you've got three games to finish out here at home. What is the what's the feeling like in the locker room right now? Is it is there still hope in that locker room that you guys can lock in three wins and and maybe see something happen here at the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, so we're, there's absolutely still hope. Like we're we're as much in it as any other team besides the one who isn't <laughs> yeah Vegas. they're the only ones that can't so yeah um but but really it's come down to every game's like a playoff game we're either in it right. or we're out you know so gotta go one game at a time and give it our best shot and hopefully we can get there how big a deal is it for you and your other your teammates on the field when the crowd is behind you when you're in the alamo dome and it's a loud uh, you know, crowd that is cheering for you, cheering you on and pushing you forward. How big a deal is that for you and your teammates? Uh, it's huge. It, it makes a huge difference. I mean, if you, you go back and look at week one versus St. Louis, like 
that was huge. 25,000 people in the dome. It was so loud. Um, and unfortunately just those, those last 90 seconds were, mm. it was, it's hard to be on the, the wrong side of the new rules. So yeah, that was a it lesson was for fault. everybody. It, it was my fault. Cause I went to the restroom cause I thought y'all had it in the bag. So I'm like, Oh, I'll go to the restroom and then y'all lost. So blame me. So blame our Tell the guys in the room, it's RC fault. <laughs> RC brings up a good point because us as fans, we as fans, and I've I've mentioned it before. I think I mentioned it just as recently as last week. We we can be very superstitious when it comes to certain things and, and the sport. I imagine for uh, players, especially special teamers, where everything has to be like exactly so. There's a joke about it on on the the movie. Uh, uh, Ace Ventura laces out, you know, everything has to be exactly right for, for you to have a successful try. Um, so would you say kickers um, and like long snappers holders, you guys are pretty suspicious or pretty uh, superstitious as well? Uh, we have our own little things that we like to do, but not necessarily like you never know when a situation is going to come up in a game, you know, where somebody gets a pick six and I got to get ready for kickoff and I've been sitting on the bench. So. Yeah. so growing so, up, who was your favorite um, kicker? Who did you look up to? It was definitely Dan Bailey. So definitely. Mm. Nice. So we talk, yeah. we focus a lot on the field goal side of things because that's where points get scored on the board. But in the XFL, they've monkeyed with things in your job in a completely different aspect that you wouldn't have to have dealt with in college. If you make it to the NFL, you won't have to deal with. And that's this kickoff. Uh, you know, boundaries that you have to hit with a kickoff. How does that change kicking the ball off for you? In in a way, it makes it like a little bit easier, but it doesn't at the same time um, to where you have to put the ball in a specific spot in order to set up a good way for us to cover the kick. You know, like I've, I grew up with a couple of teams that were just like, kick it out the back every time. Right. Um, but now it's, you can't, I mean, you can, but you're basically losing at least five yards because most people generally make it to around the 30 in this league. Um, and if you kick touchback, it's 35. Um, so my second favorite moment of this week's game, my first was obviously the kick return, um, that Brown had to score points. That's just fun to watch anytime mm -hmm. it happens. I know you don't feel that way. Kick returns are probably not the thing you like to see, um, but that was big. My second favorite moment, though, was you kicking off the ball, jetting down the field, and laying the wood on their returner. Uh, it was a solo <laughs> tackle. You didn't get any help. You took him down. Um, how much fun is it to just go and and – Blow somebody up from 40 yards away, getting ahead of Steve like that. <laughs> so I, I've obviously played at Virginia Tech for three years, and they got all the Beamer ball and all that. And one of the things that I was always taught, too, was I'm mirroring the returner and filling the gaps. Mm -hmm. um, and the way I kicked it and the way I saw the scheme set up, I knew if he, go, he went left that there was going to be a big gap and I was going to have to fill it. So sure enough, he starts to go right and then comes back left. I'm like, it's all me. Here I go, full speed. <laughs> and that was actually uh, uh, probably my cleanest tackle that I've ever had. And I, I've had probably about one every year that I've played. I was, I was super impressed with all you. What was the best advice one of your coaches has ever given you? 
Uh, I mean, for kickers, it's always about the next kick. You know, once once that's one one once you have that one done, you got to move on to the next one. Can't can't be too glorified in in the moment. You know, you got to come back down to reality, and you know, the game's still on the line. So speaking of that next one, um, you know, it, it, it seems obviously that coach Ward has a lot of confidence in you as, as he should, you've demonstrated uh, your reliability and your accuracy so far this season. Um, you hit that 57 yarder in Seattle, which is the longest kick ever in that stadium at any level, uh, NFL included, which was awesome. We were uh, congratulations on that achievement. Um, but what would you say is, is your range? What would you say, and, and I and I know it's it's okay to to it's okay to right. kind of give yourself props out there and but what where would you where do you feel confident that you know coach you could tell coach and I, I can make this and he'll he'll put you out there and and you're good to go. So it's kind of funny. I mean, I know I said on on Twitter the target line is the 48. So so that's a that'd be 66 in the dome. Um, and it's really hard, you know, like you got game day adrenaline, so that's going to mm-hmm. help out the, the 57 that I hit in, in Seattle. That was, we thought it was good from about 64. Oh, yeah. uh, so it, it, it always just depends on the, the weather conditions of the game. You know, like if you're playing outside, you got wind at your back. Sometimes you can let those things rip. Like I've hit a 72 yarder before. Wow. Um, is that your longest? Like, I know in practice you can get them a lot longer because you're not dealing with somebody breathing down your mm-hmm. neck and trying to block it. Is that your longest, 72? Yeah, yeah, 72 is the longest. Um, that's incredible. And that's, that's oh without pads on with the wind. I can't the drive 72 yards without being, like, <laughs> windy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so it, it, we kind of look at that every pregame warm-up. We, we take it all the way back, see how far I can go without you know, really messing things up. Um, and go from there. So most of the players we watch on the field, offensive guys, defensive guys, they always want to go for it on fourth down. Is there ever a time that you're in the coach's ear and you're like, no, no, I got this. I can get this, but give me the, give me the opportunity. Let me, let me get some points. Uh, not really. I mean, I, I stay out of the way, you know, I, I let, I trust coach to make the right decision and, and so be it. And he, he's the so he's he's got to make that decision, and I got to live with it. Coach Ward says, "Good answer." <laughs> <laughs> Parker, we are really excited about um, about you and about your time with our team. But you're really excited not only that you're playing professional football, but you're going to be a girl dad real soon. Uh, when when are you guys due? She's due August twentieth. Oh man! Wow! I have three girls. And let me tell you, being a girl dad is something very special. Uh, Leo's got uh, two. two, and we know being a girl dad is a lot of fun. Um, is this exciting that you get to walk through all of this and, and be in this particular part of your life as you play in the XFL, you look toward the NFL, uh, which I just think is a matter of time, and and all of this has happened at once, that you'll get to share these you know, YouTube videos don't ever go away. Um, you know, this stuff is stuff you'll be able to share with your kids and be like, that's me. That's me kicking that field goal in Seattle. Uh, the longest field goal at that time. And maybe still the longest when you get a chance to sit them down and watch that video. Is that a big deal? 
yeah it's it's super cool and and a a huge blessing for sure like when when she's old enough to come out to practices and really understand what's going on too that'll that'll be really cool Uh, obviously we had the gender reveal and then in the game espn posted about it too so whenever she sees that and really like understands what happened like that's that'll be really cool for her to see actually went up into the stands and interviewed your family your wife that was that was really cool um that's a really cool thing that you get to share. You kind of have this video diary. Um, well, we don't want to take, we know you're at a softball game for your family. We don't take all of your night up. We could. Um, and the <laughs> fans are throwing questions out here too. But as we let you go, RC um, always has a thing she does anytime we have players or coaches on where she's just got some questions for you that have nothing to do necessarily with football or they might, They might, um, but just, just some things where we get to know you better. So as we yeah. wrap things up, RC, what do you got? And I'm just going to do a quick plug. I do a mom-to-mom interview where I interview players' moms or players' wives. I could do wife-to-wife. So just let your mom or your wife know um, I would love to do an interview with them. So okay. for the ra- rapid-fire questions, what's your top two songs in your playlist? Ooh. I'm not, I'm not big on, like, choosing songs. I, I let my wife, my teammates do all that. Uh, okay. I, I I like all genres. I'm not picky with any of that. I just like music in general. Um, okay. And we actually have named our daughter Harmony Kate Romo. So oh, nice. So nice. We that heard it here first. Smoking Guns That's podcast. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> beautiful name. Okay. So, what's your favorite breakfast taco? Uh, I love chorizo. Chorizo and egg, or just egg. chorizo? Chorizo, egg, sausage, cheese. Okay. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Okay. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Okay. Favorite football movie? Uh, that's a tough one. There's so many good ones. Uh, I can't pick. There's too many good ones. <laughs> okay. And how about your best Halloween costume? Ooh. I, I grew up as a little kid loving Curious George, so I dressed up as a monkey one one year. Was- yes. Nice to know. <laughs> and, and does your family have a nickname for you? And can you share it? Uh, well, we're I'm a quarter Hispanic, and so when it, we went to uh, Mexico one year, they called me Pepe. Okay. <laughs> Pepe. All right. Nice. All right. Like that. Pepe Romo. <laughs> That's our guy. Well, that wraps. His up name is John Parker up. Romo. His name is John Parker Romo. He is the kicker for the Brahmas, at least for three more games. And then he's going to be off um, because some NFL team is going to grab him. And I sure hope it's the one with the star. And he does too, because that's what he grew up doing. But he will play um, wherever they call him, but somebody's going to be calling him. Uh, Parker, it's been great to get to know you and spend some time with you. We are behind you. We're cheering for you. All three of us are up in those stands. uh, And you've got tons of fans that also, uh, you know, listening with us now or listen later that are that are cheering for you guys um thank you so much for jumping on spending some time and letting us get to know you and horns forward man i appreciate y'all having me on and uh can't wait to see y'all this weekend horns forward good luck parker (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome great guys great parker romo we have worked hard on the brahmas all season long trying to get players on. And finally, um, they reached out to us and said, hey, 
uh, here's a guy for you. You you want to talk to this guy? And I said, yes, we want to absolutely talk oh, yeah. to that guy. Um, so Parker, we really appreciate you. Enjoy your softball game. And we'll be uh, cheering you on on Sunday um, as you take on the Houston Roughnecks. So mm, big matchup. Big matchup. Uh, the revenge Houston time. Roughnecks are coming to town, okay, man. No. It's That's it. It's revenge time. Um, the Houston Roughnecks are not who they were. They they were at one time this juggernaut, and we were all like, e, I don't know. Houston, they're really good. They're not. They're not really good. They are um, They are really in a free fall right now. And I think that works out well for the Brahmas because we need a team in a free fall right now. Yeah, we do. We do. We're we're kind of in a mini tailspin ourselves. We got to win mm-hmm. the week before in Arlington, which is why expectations were so high going into Vegas, and why it was so disappointing to come out of that with with a loss. Uh, but if if we're gonna face a team right now that we can get it going on, a team that's kind of in their own situation where they're questioning themselves and their 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 confidence is shaken. Um, this is a good opportunity where if they come out and the Brahmas, uh, you know, feed off the crowd and gosh, I hope we have a big crowd at the Alamo dome. I know it's Easter Sunday, uh, Parker. I mean, there's proof positive right there that the players obviously notice and feel it. And it makes a difference to them because he knew the difference between what we wore in game one versus what we wore in the second game. And he attributed that to, well, we didn't get the start that we wanted to, and we came back and it was a, you know, a late game. And then, and then he voiced his own concern about, yeah, this is going to be Easter Sunday. So we don't know what to expect. Gosh, I hope we surprise those guys with the big crowd there to support them and get them going. Because if the crowd can be a difference maker in any game, this is the game right here. This is the return back home. No more excuse about, oh, it's late on a Sunday night and people have to be at work the next day. Yeah, there's the whole thing that it's Easter Sunday, but it's a 2 p.m. kickoff. Uh, you're going to have time to celebrate after the game if you want to sure. celebrate Easter. Sure. Uh, you know, Make this part of your family event. But if the crowd can really make a difference for the Brahmas at any point in the year and when it's really needed this season, this is it right here. Because this is a, and Parker said it himself, this is a must win. Every game that from this point on is a must win and they can still make the playoffs. If, yes. if we're there to support them and they come out strong and score first and play, and play defense and kind of get Houston on their heels where they're really, they're already shaken. And now they start questioning themselves again in that game, then I mean that's a huge advantage. And the fan, the fans can make that happen. We as Brahma's fans can look at things right now and go, ugh, we're not very good. Are we even a playoff team? Oh, by the way, if you watch Hines Ward's um uh post-game press conference, he said we are not a playoff team right no, now. No, he did. He straight up said we're we're somebody brought up playoffs and he said we're not a playoff team right now. Now he he qualified that and said right now. That doesn't mean 3 weeks from now we can't be a playoff team. But let me tell you, there is nobody in the south right now that says, "Yeah, we're definitely a playoff team." Mm-mm. Houston doesn't feel that way. Houston fans can't feel that way right now. After losing four, 3 straight, 
they can't feel like they're definitely playoff bound. Yeah. And Arlington has never felt that way. They're still uh, shuttling quarterbacks in and out because they signed another one. Um, yeah. They don't know they, what they're doing at quarterback. Yeah, they might be worse off than the Brahmas. That's might true. be. Oh, no. That's very close. Very close. Come on, Phil. Let's lie. They do have Luis Perez that they get to try out. I would love, I would kill to have Luis Perez to try it. out I right now. I love that we could get him. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, but, there is no team in the South that is sure they're a playoff team. So we don't feel great about our team right now. And that's fair. Um, we yeah. just lost to Vegas and Vegas has looked like one of the teams all year long. Right. We but played the worst game of the year in Vegas. Absolutely. Did. And we, and we played against a quarterback. Uh, we'll talk to the next guy that comes on here in a second. Cause he's a defensive guy, but I have long held that uh, backup quarterbacks that get to just jump in the game midway through the game or guys that are getting their first start and there is no tape on, there is no film on are the hardest quarterbacks to deal with for defenses because you have no idea what this guy's, what, what, what this guy looks like in the same way that's go ahead. I was just going to say that was another thing Ward said in the press conference that he didn't even know who McGlennon was. He said, I don't even know that guy. Um, In the same way, when you see starting pitchers come up from the minor leagues they pitch really well for about a week and then people start to get a book on them and like, Oh, here's their tendencies. They like to go low and outside with a slider as their final, you know, as their, as their put out pitch. And that becomes a whole thing. Um, when you don't have that book, when you don't have that film on a guy, I think it makes a big difference. And McClendon, like nobody had anything on this guy. Nobody, you know, he played the last game he started was in 2018 at Baylor. That means you have no film on him. You don't have anything more than five years old on him. That's crazy. Hey, he looked, he sure looked good for not having been playing in five years. Keeping in shape. Right. Better shape than me. I can tell you that. So the gunslingers have an opportunity. I, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say, "Oh, we're definitely gonna make the playoffs." Like I can't say that anymore. I can't be that guy. But I can tell you that there's still a chance. Houston has not looked good. We can beat them. Orlando is still Orlando. I don't care if they beat DC or not. They're still Orlando. We can beat them. Oh, yeah. that and DC can. and DC has showed uh, some chinks in their armor as well. Like there is no reason. We couldn't win all three of those games if we get something figured out on the offensive side of the ball, which makes me sound like a broken record because I've been saying that for three weeks, but that's ultimately the issue. If Mm -hmm. we can find a way to have some offensive production, we can win games. Yep. A team that doesn't need help winning games because they're going to win them all is the (laughs) San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League. They kick off their season. Uh, We can say that with confidence. They kick off their season this Saturday at Freeman Coliseum, 6 p.m. kickoff. It is uh, the San Antonio Gunslingers against the runners-up in the National Arena League last year, the Carolina Cobras. But both of these teams look a little different. Um, This is one of the games that I unfortunately have to miss. I'm not going to be live for that game, uh, but I'll be watching from home. Um, I actually don't get to be in Freeman until Jan, uh, June 3rd is wow, the first game. I'm actually going to miss you. I uh, can't make this one. It's Easter weekend and I've got a lot to do here. 
mm-hmm. in Palacios. And then uh, the next home game is my daughter's graduation weekend. <gasps> Ooh, and so I won't make exciting. it down for that one either. Mm. Um, but June 3rd is the day after my 43rd birthday. So oh. the gunslingers can give me a win on my 30, on my uh, 43rd birthday. I don't uh, talk when to I Lee come up for that. I wish didn't come true. You can't, true. You, you can't tell, you can't tell your, your church members to just stay home on Easter Sunday and you do know the sermon remotely. Yeah. You can do it. Strangely enough, that won't work. Do it from the tailgate. <laughs> Uh, part of that team is Cody Brooks. He's there been a linebacker the for the Gunslingers since their inception. Uh, he took some time off last year to get uh, 100% ready for uh, a run at the XFL. He made that run, and for whatever reason, that didn't work out. But that's not the end. That's just another chapter. And so Cody is back with the Gunslingers, and we're so excited to have him on with us. Cody, how's it going? How ready are you guys for Saturday? Man, I'm great. I'm great. The team's great. We're ready. We're excited. Um, I'm actually just getting home from practice right now. I just got home about 10 minutes ago. Um, I'm really excited, man. Um, we probably had one of our best practices of this of this camp to today. Um, we were we were really firing on all cylinders and putting it together and breaking uh getting the mental game ready. And Carolina better be ready when they come into town Saturday. Ooh. So are you are you, you practicing at the same place? Uh no, um sometimes it depends on the weather. So for the most part, uh we're practicing at St. Gerald's right out, right there off of New uh New Braunfels Avenue. Uh okay. and then and then if the if uh rainy it starts raining or whatever, uh we go back to sporty. Is it still open practice like fans can come watch? I believe so. Okay, great. So tell me what you've been on. You've started out both of the seasons. The Gunslingers have been around that AAL season, which was an interesting starting way to start anything. We all remember (laughs) that. uh, Those of us that were there, you started last year with the Gunslingers uh, there in the Freeman Coliseum. Now you get ready for game week for the third time with the Gunslingers. What's different this time? Um, I honestly feel like the experience um, you know, even last year, I mean, we, we played that first year at, at the, in the AAL, but it was still a, a lot of our first year playing arena. And we all know that that league was a joke. And, and then, so, yeah, so stepping up to a bit, the, the, the level of the NAL, just um, the experience, learning it, um, talking to the guys, you know, they really got comfortable at the end of the season last year with talking to Cam and Darius. And they got really, they learned so much, especially uh, with veterans like Emac, who isn't with us no longer, but they learned a lot from that guy. And, you know, I think experience is probably one of our biggest things this year. I'm um, adding two guys from the championship team, um, a championship coach. Um, so I, I, I feel like the biggest difference right now is the experience. Awesome. Yeah. So you talk about adding these, these new guys, you talk about adding experience, uh, now, uh, coach Shaw, you know, he won uh coach of the year, his first year in the league. And you could see the changes from the start of the season to the, to, to, as the team developed and, and, and gained, that experience for the, some of the players returning what coming into this season, what would you say is like, okay, fans, this is what you got to watch out for. This, this is what you can expect from the San Antonio gunslingers right off the bat 
game one in Freeman Coliseum. This is what you need to look at and be really excited about. Uh, I feel like uh, our offense is going to put up a lot of points and we're going to play a lot of smash mouth defense. I think our defense is going to be a lot nastier uh, this year than it was last year. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be a fun season, going to be a lot of points and uh, high flying. And we already know what that man Kali can do. I mean, oh, get yeah. That- Give that dude a phone booth and he'll he'll make six dudes miss, man. So uh, it's going to be a lot of explosiveness. Um, Adding our bell is going to be nice. I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do this year. Um, And I'm I'm ready to uh, get this game going, man. Tell us what Arvell Nelson brings to the table as a quarterback. Man, he's he's very smart and he's very athletic, man. Uh, he he he's a uh, he he's kind of up there with, with with Robert Kent, man. He he knows the game in and out. And, you know, he doesn't use his athletic ability when he needs to, but when he can, man, watch out because he's explosive. What do you think the effect of the Nets are going to be this year compared to last year? Uh, it's going to be again, it's going to be different. Um, we're uh, we haven't got a chance to practice on it yet. Hopefully, we can get it in before or sometime on Thursday or Sunday. Uh, sorry, I mean, Sunday, uh, Thursday or Friday when we do our walkthroughs. But uh, um, it's definitely going to be a game uh, different, you know, especially coming down full speed and then you get into the five yard line. He hasn't touched the ball yet. You got to try to hold your horses a little bit. So, uh, it's going to be a little bit different, but it's also different for the returner too because now you're trying to catch a ball and then turn and try to see where dudes are at. So uh, <laughs> you better hurry up. Uh, as returners out there, you better find where I'm at quick. That's all I got to say. I hear you. So speaking Cody, of uh, – oh, go ahead. The the NAL is Ironman football, uh, so most players have to play both ways. You play on both sides of the ball this year? Maybe. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I touched the nerve. That's something I'm not supposed to ask about, it sounded like. I even I even think I know what that means, but I'm not going to say anymore. I'm not going to ask. You. That's that's all, that's that's all. We'll I leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. A maybe. A maybe. What guys on this offense? Because you you've played them and you've you've practiced with them. You've been working out with them. What guys on this offense uh, do do the Carolina Cobras not realize that they're going to hate in after 60 minutes of football? Uh, or 48 Butler. minutes of football. Caleb Roller, he, I, I think, oh, uh, he's, really? he's, he's made some big strides this offseason. I've noticed it in camp. Um, he's very more aggressive. He's lighter on his feet. Um, yeah, I think um, some dudes are going to get woke up, but Caleb, for sure. You, you know what? That is awesome to hear because Love uh, Big Red has been a fan favorite from, from day one. You know, and it, it's been a lot. It's been interesting, a lot of fun to watch him kind of grow and develop. He's He's had, you know, his struggles early on, but, you know, he's come back and, and, and definitely uh, made some strides. And to hear that from, from you, uh, to be excited about him for this season, to see even, even more from him, that that's uh, really nice to hear for those of us that have really been gunslingers, you know, posse from, from the get go. Yeah, well, we talked a little bit over this offseason, uh, and yeah, uh, he said he had a really big chip on his shoulder, and he last year left a, left a really bad taste in his mouth, and it definitely shows when, when out in practice. There's a handful of you guys that have been here all the way through from the very beginning of the, the Gunslingers organization. You're one of them, Kali Rashad, Caleb Roller. There's a couple of more. Pierre. That, you know, Darius. Yeah. Darius Banks. Uh, mm-hmm. Pierre. Mm-hmm. Is there something to that? Is there a certain amount of pride that you guys carry that that group carries and says, "Hey, 
you don't know. We used to play in a rodeo arena, guys. Like you don't know how far <laughs> this has come. Uh, absolutely, man. Because uh, we 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 still talk about it. Just we just talked about it just the other day. Like how far we've come. Like if you like to the dudes that just got here that have never known anything before about gunslingers, you would have laughed where we started two years ago. Literally, yeah. it is it, it's so night and day from going to the Rose Palace. Painting your own field. Not trying to step in horse yeah. during the game. Yeah. Like, it's totally spray, different. Spray painting your own field an hour before yeah. game time. The Coliseum is so much better. And it's um, it's so night and day, yeah. Yeah, definitely grow, Definitely a lot, a lot of growth there uh, to see where the Gunslingers as an organization ended up towards the end of last season. Um, and, and not just for the fans watching in San Antonio, but the fans watching all around the NAL. I mean, th there wasn't a team in that league that wasn't uh, worried about playing the San Antonio gunslingers, mm -hmm. knowing what they were going to bring to the field. And then having really the first full off season as, as a group with uh, Coach Saw and with ownership and with, with everybody involved and then bring in more tools, like you said, bring in more people with experiences, coaches. I mean, you guys are loaded up and ready for this this season. And uh, it's, it's an exciting time to kind of, if you're not a fan of the Gunslingers, you don't know what it's about, to hop on in and, and be in that Freeman Coliseum and part of uh, what's, what's going to be a, a, a pretty awesome experience. I promise you, if you haven't been to a Gunslinger game yet, and if you come April 8th, I promise you, you'll come again. Awesome. Yeah. Now, I know well, this past weekend we had you had the meet and greet, right? Were you able to attend that? Uh, yes, I was out there. It was nice. It was nice and fun, man. It was actually a bigger crowd than uh, I feel like the last time we had it out there. It was uh, quite a few people out there. Yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to make it. So tell us, um, what is, how does it feel to have so many fans behind you at the game um it, it's it's very different because you know we we thrive with that especially you know defenses you know you know when the crowd gets louder we get more amped up and especially on third and fourth down the offenses get jittery they can't hear the cadences so you know for me defensively like when crowd comes i, I love it man uh you know even being at that, that brahma's game for the first that first game when they had twenty five thousand, that that there's being, being so loud that experience, man, it's just it, it, honestly, it takes my game to another level because you know I I, I feel like uh, it's just being uh, I can, I'm so again I'm so excited right now I can't even get the words out you know it's, <laughs> it's game week you know so uh, yeah the the fans come out and um, we come out and play harder. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your coaching staff. I know that it's changed over last year, but let's talk about the part that's still the same. Uh, how has, in your opinion, and he watches, so be careful. Uh, yeah. How has Coach Shaw um, grown and improved from the time he started with this team a year ago um, to now? What have you seen uh, as the change in Coach Shaw? Man, he he's always straightforward with us. He tells us how it is, and no matter the situation, man, he's always going to try to do his best to 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 fix it and make it the best that it can be, even though. It, 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 he has a lot on his plate, but uh, man, he—he's—he's he's for us. He—he's a—he's a coach's player. Um, he—he he really works hard. Uh, does a lot. Of, he was out doing the field um, earlier today before even practice. So I mean, shout out to coach. I mean, that he didn't have to do that. He didn't—he doesn't get paid to do that. 
So, I mean, he, he's out there for us. He, he's really done doing it for us and hoping the best for us. And um, he, he just being straightforward every time, every day, and just not, not sugarcoating anything. Now let's talk about the coaching staff that's new because you've got a couple of new guys helping out Coach Shaw this year. He was kind of almost a one-man show last year in a lot of ways. This year he's mm-hmm. brought some other folks on. Uh, who's Who's joining his staff, and how has it helped you as a player um, to uh, have some – new guys coach uh jeremy richardson uh he's our new coach he's the one that's coming from uh albany uh man he brings a lot of energy a lot a, a lot of energy a lot of swag you know as soon as he steps on that field it's like you better you better have your energy right or you're uh, you gonna get left behind so like if you don't have the energy at practice as soon as you see him you're like you honest automatically like you, you just feel that energy like just shoot through you he brings that passion and then um uh, he brings a lot of knowledge you know um the things that we've been working up front um uh, it's new to me, and um, obviously it works for the guy to Marine. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm definitely excited to work with him a little bit more too. What? Uh, which team do you look out at, at the uh, NAL landscape and you're really interested to get on a field and see what they look like this year? Is there anybody that left a bad taste in your mouth last year or you guys as a team that you're just really ready? You kind of got that date circled a little bit on your calendar because you're ready to go see them again carolina the number yeah the number they're, week they're, one they're week, they're week one but that was the last game i played last year and the way we went out on that game it was probably our, one of our worst showings of last year that so, was a rough game that was the yeah. game where you went up to carolina and you guys had to take a 20-hour bus ride up there um yeah. you got up there it kind of got blown out i hate to use that terminology but it's just it is what it, it is. It was a rough one. And and uh they came back down to San Antonio and and that Carolina San Antonio game in San Antonio was one of the best football games, not just arena football games, one of the best football games I've ever watched in my life. Um that was a lot of fun all the way right down to the very end um where our defense just had to stiffen and keep them out of the end zone on a conversion and that was the difference in the game. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. But you're ready to see those guys get now. Their team looks different. They don't have. They're not running out there with Jonathan Bain as their quarterback. We assume um, maybe they will if something weird happens in the next few days. Um, but, <laughs> Never know. <laughs> something really but, weird. Uh, but what about their team? Have you been uh, most interested to see or match up against as you guys have looked at who they've brought on, the changes they've made, or the things that they've left the same? Uh, for me, uh, I think it's going to start with Zach Brown. Uh, he's he, we can we all know that he's probably one of the best fullbacks in the in in the mm-hmm. one between him and Pierre. I would say they're one and two at, at the fullback position. So we know what he can bring, um, and I'm excited to uh, to uh, come meet him because last year we didn't get to meet up a few times because I was playing in different positions. But I'm playing. I'm back at Freeland, so uh, I'll, I'll be coming free uh, free roaming. Okay. You mentioned you mentioned Pierre. And uh, I don't know if you know, but when we were, RC and I and Lolis, we were at the, uh, or you were there actually um, uh, at the uh, open tryout. It was the last open tryout before the season a few months ago. And we got a chance to talk to Pierre and interview him on Facebook live. And he's, he mentioned something about a goal as far as touchdowns. 
uh, for this season. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put the pressure on him. But I want to say he said 16. I think that's the number that I recall. Um, you know, it's, it's and quite possible. And it, it, you know, but even, even more so like more what, what sticks in my head is, is he said he's got to practice the dance celebration for each one of those 16 touchdowns. Have you seen him at work? Have you seen, have you seen any of these, these dance dances, uh, you know, these dance moves that he's practicing for, for the season? I haven't yet. He has to be doing them at home behind closed doors or something. He hasn't out <laughs> I haven't seen any, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he has in his bag. I can't now, wait to see all 16 of those, and maybe you can help him out with some that, that's uh, a lot, if, that's he's, a lot of if he's struggling. To come up with. So, Pia, you better, I hope you, I hope you that's a lot of dance moves. So, that, 16's a lot now. <laughs> now, I heard that the uniform is different this year than last year. Is there any truth to that? True. Or can you elaborate? I can't say it's different, but I can't give you details. Uh, okay. All right. I I actually reached out to the Gunslinger Gunslinger organization two days ago and said, "Hey, can we preview it on the show?" And they said, mm, "That's no. a negative." <laughs> <laughs> top like they've been, like, top I have been very, they've been very willing to give us anything and everything, everything we've almost, asked for. Yeah. If they're holding this back, they're excited That's about okay. it and they want it to be a big reveal that that night um, as we take uh, the field on. April 8th. And I know so, your mom is your biggest fan. What is she telling you about this uh this season? So stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's honestly the main thing, man. It's just staying healthy this year. You know, last year I was a little banged up. So that's just the main thing is just finishing out the year this year. Got it. Mo Ferrante check it in. She says she's rocking number eight Cody Gear. Hi Mo. Now she needs to yeah. see the new gear. Tell you, so, we're excited. She's she's one of the biggest uh, Cody fans Man. from from the from from Absolutely. day one from the beginning. Yeah. So what's yep. the goal this year? Playoffs? No, it's championship. We know. Okay. We, we know. <laughs> championship there's, or there's bust? No, we're not beating around the bus. We're not here for second place, third place. Getting into the playoffs is a championship or bust. I don't care what anybody else thinks, and that's the, and that's everybody's mentality throughout the entire organization. Now, Cody, and I've seen you on Facebook a lot, and you do a lot of volunteer work. Is there something or an organization that you want to kind of plug right now? I see you help out a lot with the different teams. And so uh, that's our, my um, that's my uh, me and my cousin's training business. We do athletic training. So everyday phenom, um, y'all can check us out um, on Facebook. Um, go to uh, my TikTok. It's Cody Brooks. Um, uh, we do our videos in there. Yeah, we uh, train a lot of people in the area. Um, one of the biggest play uh, trainers I'm training right now is um, Alexis Worthy. She's played softball. She's a sophomore at Clemson. Pitches. Um, she's she's a heck of a player, man. If if anybody gets to see her, if y'all don't know her in the San Antonio area by now in two years, you're gonna start hearing her name a lot for sure. Cause she's she's a beast at it. And um, we, um I trained uh, Makai Williams. Uh, he was at Steel. He's one of, he was one of the top linebackers in the area. He he'll be playing at Tulane next year. 
Um, and uh, we uh, so it's it's a, it's a growing process. Um, these last few years, you know, COVID kind of hit hard, so I was just trying to get mm. back into the swing of things after that, and then find a new ground, and then hopefully this next year or two, we're trying to find uh, our own uh, facility to do our training at. So this is a work in progress. And what was the name again? Everyday Phenom. So you're a defensive guy. That is the side of the ball that you come from, no matter what you have to do in arena football. I was talking just before we brought you on about this. I know you've been paying attention to the XFL. You've been watching Brahma's football. Uh, I, I'm guessing that you know how badly the game went this week. They went up against a quarterback they had no book on. They had no film on. Is that more difficult? Is it more difficult to take a field against a quarterback that you've never seen anything from? You don't know his tendencies. You don't know what he does. You don't yeah. know if he likes to look off the the safeties or not. You you know nothing about the guy. Does that make your job more difficult? In some cases, yes. But I, I feel like if you just go out there and handle your business and, and play play the play and, and play one one day at one down at a time and let everything fall with me, it don't matter who's that quarterback. But it definitely is harder because you don't you just like you said you don't know the tendencies, um, especially if like you the guy who stepped in the dude that has no film for five years. There's like how right. good how do you prepare for that? Like he probably he's probably changed his game so much, even if you could find film on him. So yeah, that that would be a, a tough situation. Um, but at the end of the day, um, if you just go out there, read your keys and do what you're supposed to do and do your one job, um, who's that quarterback it really shouldn't make a difference. We've talked a lot about the Brahmas offense um and how poor it is. Well, that's a good word for it. I'm gonna use that word. Uh, you popped on last week. You were just in our comments section, and you mentioned that you were having no trouble at home reading the Brahma's offense and being able to tell what was coming up. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Like how how easy is it to see what they're planning on? What what this offense wants to do? Man, for they're given away mainly by formations. Uh, you look at their look at go go look at their formations and go look at the other teams' formations and look how broad their the the formations are the the their playbook i feel like to me is very simple i guess you could say um it's not, not i mean they're not lining up they're not coming from two tight ends to four receivers to you know two back and, you know they're keeping it very i guess you could say very vanilla so it's i guess mm -hmm. it'd be easier to break break it break it down i guess you could say and it's so not like you can't nasty. run it's not like you can't run the same play out of some different formations and at least give the defense a different look so that they don't see you line up with two receivers on this side, one receiver on that side, and a single back, and you go, oh, this is going to be that little uh, quick pass out to that uh, inside receiver, and they're going to try that tunnel screen, you know, that, that yeah. whip screen sort of action. I, I mean, they're lining up and showing you what the play is pre-snap aren't they mm -hmm. absolutely and then i feel like also too like once you stop like once you stop their run game i mean it does i mean we already know the, the pass game is almost non-existent so yeah i mean I, the, you're starting to see teams load up the box and it, it's getting harder for them to even move the ball because it, without no pass game it's going to be hard and then if you don't succeed in the run it's even going to make the pass a little bit even harder so on, on that, Hello. yep, we, we, we see the comments <laughs> here. You've been reading football plays uh, since you were nine. So uh, you, you definitely have the, the football background. You have, you have the IQ 
to 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 see what's gonna develop before before the the snap. Um, and physically, you have always been a very um, uh, forceful <laughs> presence there in the, the physical and forceful in 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 you know in that linebacking position where where you've where you've been and where we've seen you you perform. And and we know we mentioned it earlier. You know you you tried out for the XFL. Um, it for whatever reason it wasn't something that happened for you this season. Didn't have this, NFL this, experience. This, is that what it was? Didn't have NFL experience. Go look, go look at every dude in every single roster. You can you can find them with some kind of NFL pitcher. Promise you. Justin yep. even Justin even told me he's like yeah every single one of them dudes were in the NFL at some point. So that's that's what they were looking for. Now, now does that does that put a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Like, you, oh, oh yeah. I, I, and, I, and I I knew I kind of knew even like even when I went to the trial, it, like we we started stretching and coaches were already having certain conversations with certain players. So I already kind of knew what it was once once that started happening. So my 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 switch turned on then. So mm-hmm. uh, um so uh yeah, you, it's gonna be. A different me this year for sure. I'm more mo- more motivated. Um, hit to hit training a lot harder this season. I've gained a few more pounds. I feel lighter on my feet. A lot more explosive. I've been doing sprints with Cam Johnson, so feeling a little bit more faster. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Watch beast out, mode. beast mode. Yep, watch out uh, to all those uh, NFL receivers coming across the middle. Or the those fullbacks, that, yeah, like you said, uh, week yeah, one Carolina, school. yep, they they they're gonna get a they're gonna get a whole load of of Cody Brooks. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, can't can't wait to see it, man. Can't wait. Can't wait I was already it. calling you the manimal before. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to see what the new and improved Cody Brooks with the big chip on his shoulder looks like. That's something to be excited about as a Gunslingers fan. Yes, sir. Let's We're talk a little bit. You. Let's talk a little bit about the league itself, the NAL. Uh, you were you mentioned earlier you guys played in the AAL the first year. That was a joke of a league. Um, I don't usually like to throw somebody under the bus, but it was it was awful. Bad. Um, how do you feel about this league? What 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 is what are what are the good things that you see in the NAL over some of the other places you played? Because you've been in several different football uh, atmospheres before, what do you like about the NAL? I feel it's just I feel like it's so more personalized. You know what I'm saying? Um, this this the field being so much smaller, and oh, well, not smaller, but in better arenas, and then like this the crowds being right there in front of you, man. That's you can't beat it. I mean, you you got you run up to the wall, and you after a play, you can say hi to the fans, dap them up. You know, it, it's 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 very Good experience in in bigger cities too, Orlando, Albany. You know that's places I, I've never been before, so I mean, it's very exciting. You guys looking over at Odessa now that you have an in-state rival and going, okay, mm. look, they already started talking mess. They got announced as part of the league and said we're going to run Texas. Like that was the first thing I saw. <laughs> yeah, right. West Texas people. Warbirds players was we're going to run Texas, and I'm like, man. You're not even going to run. Oh, I'm sorry. They said, we're going to run this league. And I said, man, you're not even going to run Texas. You've got to beat the gunslingers before you start talking about running the league. Are you guys kind of looking over now that you've got somebody that close by and in state? 
Mm, not really. I mean, it makes it shorter travel, but um, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who it is, man. <laughs> this year, li- li- line them up. We'll take on who it is, man. I don't. I don't. West Texas. It, you can throw in some Las Vegas teams. It don't matter. Uh, we're, I like we're, the attitude. One, one team, one team at a time, and and we're gonna show up and give it our best each and every week. Love it, awesome. Cody. Cody says thanks, guys, for the shorter travel to get that dub. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not that short. It's still a five-hour drive or something like that. Like it's not it's still in Texas. It's not around the corner or anything. But hey, there's well, a, a very. Uh, go ahead, just, just wanted to mention uh, there's a, a Battlehawks fan with us right now uh, who is who mentioned that, you know, speaking of, of your skill set, that she wishes uh, you could be a Battlehawk at this time right at the, on their linebacking core. And also she wanted to make sure that we mentioned to you that uh, that game one when you guys were there, she was one of the ones out there throwing the ball around with you. She came to watch that game as a Battlehawks fan. Oh, um, nice. Okay. So yeah, she, she got, she got to meet you up close and in person that time. Awesome. Uh, they came away with the win, unfortunately, but we were happy to have them down here and, and host. Cody, what's your best memory of the, of last season? Best memory of last season. Mm-hmm. Puh. <laughs> I don't think that's I, tough I, I, because Cody was part one. of the I mean, team. It was so short and for me. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a rough one. So I don't. I don't even say there was a, there was a much positive for me last year because I had Cody left before things, I, I left before things got good. So mm. I did, there was <laughs> there was no positivity in my life. Yeah, I was gonna say Cody was on the team when uh, that transition was beginning to happen. Of ownership groups, things were very tumultuous. In that time, we mentioned the 20-hour bus ride they had to take because of some travel uh, situations that popped up. Um, And that was his final game. And right after that is where we as fans started to see things really sticking up. You did too, Cody. It's not like you were in a bubble and you just disappeared off the the face of the gunslingers, uh, you know, fan sites or anything. What did you think as somebody able to step back and watch from a distance a little bit about how things progressed through the back end of last year. Yeah, it was just a lot of just figuring out, you know, it was, you know, it was coach Shaw's first time being a head coach, mm-hmm. you know, it was a lot of, like I said, it was a lot of new players still trying to figure out what arena football still was at a higher level than what we were playing before. So I think that was just the biggest issue is this, this the adjustment of a lot of news, new, new ownerships, new head coach, new players, new arena, new league. And then so I, I feel like once those, once they uh they they got to the footing footing under them a little bit, everybody got a little better at the season. And I feel like um it will the we'll take from what we took last year and that growth and keep growing as we go through this year. Awesome. You feel like a lot of that new is worn off though. You you guys know what to expect now, right? You know what to expect at the Freeman. You know what to expect from the ownership group. You know what to expect in the NAL. You know what to expect from the Carolina Cobras. I When you took the field last year, our first game last year, remind me, it was in the uh, Freeman, but it was against the Orlando the, Predators. Yep, Predators. Yeah, the Predators. And I don't want to say you didn't know what to expect. It's not like you had not seen arena football before. But it was it was a new experience. You had not played as a team 
on that level up to this point. Now you have. Um, so all of those new new rules things have worn off. New rules, yeah, because you were going into Ironman football. You had never seen that before um, as a team. So all of that's worn off. Now you get to be the uh, – there are two teams newer than you in the league now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With West Texas and Fayetteville, there are two yeah. – uh expansion teams out there yeah and actually Fayetteville had actually reached out to me this year they wanted me but uh oh, really? I, I, no. I wasn't going out there <laughs> no no nah. no you stay away from cody <laughs> all of y'all stay away from all of our guys you stay away from cody you stay away from roller you stay away from kali yeah. um, those are our guys and they've been our guys for a long time. That's true. So what do you want fans to know? What what do folks that are listening now or listening later this week going, eh, I don't know, do I want to go to the Gunslinger game or or do I just want to stay home Saturday evening? What what would you tell them? Man, if you stay at home, you're going to miss a lot of action, man. It's, it's going to be fast-paced, high-flying. Um, I told I, t- I kind of tell it to people who don't know the arena game before. I like think of football at a basketball pace, kind of on a basketball sized court surrounded by a wall. Wow, and, that's and, a good explanation. And, <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, just think, put that in imagination. I mean, don't be surprised if you see eighty points this week. I mean, it, it, it can get that kind of way. Um, on one side of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one side, one side. I mean, and then you got guys like Kali who can, I mean, just can put this, take games over, put on the show. I mean, I, he's, I, I still don't even know how he's still on this level. He should be higher on a level, man. He, I, I tell him all the time, I play with so many guys that are in the league now or play with, against guys. And, man, he's he's up there. He's top-notch, man. Uh, he, he does some things that, like, I get caught on the field, like, staring, like, oh, I, I'm still got a block <laughs> for this guy. Because he's, he's, he's amazing, man. So um, I, if you haven't got to see that guy yet, I, 10 bucks to see him is worth it. You think you think uh, teams are gonna with that new rule where they get a they uh, give the team a point if they kick the ball out of out of the field they'll still take that that uh, point differential rather than give Kali a shot with the ball in his hand what what do you think I mean hey if you want to give us three points we'll take us we'll take them all you give <laughs> us but I feel eventually Absolutely. like two or, after two or three free points how many are you gonna get you gonna have to eventually kick to the man mm-hmm. eventually Mister. Michelle Felix checking in. She says, if fans stay home, they're going to miss watching a championship team play live. That's, That's the truth. Yep. So you guys, are ch- you guys are contending for a championship. Let's switch around one more time because we, we're, we're talking about the Brahmas and we're, you know, they've got three games left. And because of the way the math works out, they could potentially still be on a playoff team. When you look at the Brahmas um, and you watch their games, do you think that that is realistic, or do you think it's time to time to look toward next season? Um, every I feel like everything's realistic until you mathematically is you have a zero percent chance, especially in football. Man, you just never know. You just got to go out there and play the game um, until you absolutely have zero chance. Man, uh, you go out there and give it your best. Offensive production is the one thing they've been missing. If they find any sort of spark on offense, I, I contend that they can beat any of the three teams left on their their schedule. They could beat all three of those teams if they figure out offense. 
That's a big ask because we've been saying that for seven weeks now. <laughs> but if they can figure out and get any sort of spark on offense, I feel like they can they can still contend for a playoff spot. And once you get into the playoffs, it's all new. Like mm-hmm. oh, anything yeah. can happen in play. New season. Well, Cody, we're really excited for the season. Um, I can't wait to watch some gunslinger football on Saturday. I wish I could watch it live. Just so happens that I'm not going to be able to make it out there until June. Uh, but I will be glued to the TV set for each and every one of these games as we get started. Um, what else would you say to anybody uh, anybody connecting with us for the first time? Hey, if you want to be part of the championship, come out now. Don't don't come out later. Come come. Don't be bandwagon us. Come come before we come get the ship, man. I hear you. Yeah, for Very sure. I, I agree with you 100%, Cody. If anybody comes out, I, I've I've said just try one game early. Try this game coming up this Saturday. Guarantee you, you show up for that Are game. Are you going to be begging? If you come out come back. this weekend, you're going to be begging for us to come back. And it, it's uh, the way our schedule is set up, it sucks that we're going to be so long. But, and it, oh, going. here we go. Are, am I good? Yeah, yeah, you're there. Yeah, you're good. Okay, my, I saw I uh, went away. But, yeah, if, if if y'all come out this first game, I promise you, y'all got to be begging and licking your chops to come back on May 28th when we come back at the first game back. Because I promise you, it's going to be fun, high-flying, big hits, big hits coming soon. So, yeah, come out. We're excited. Do you love hitting those guys into the wall? Is that, like, part of the best? Is that one of the best yeah, things about the game? absolutely. Maybe that wasn't hey, good memory. Hey, it, that wall doesn't save you. That just because you run into that wall doesn't mean I'm gonna stop. I'm running straight through you. Yep, fans need to know to get away from the wall when that when Cody's coming at it. You got you got to move. You got to move Wait. back. Just just ask Lolis. <laughs> okay. you want people in your lap, but yeah, right. We're missing Let's, one last uh, defensive minded question. Just a general football question. We'll let you go because you did just get done on the practice field. You got to get rest up. You got a game coming up this week. Um, as a defensive player, what hurts the game of football more right now? Defensive pass interference calls that are ridiculous or roughing the passer calls that are ridiculous? That's a tough one. I feel like <laughs> that's a tough one. I feel like they're both out of hand, but I feel like roughing the passer is they're just they're they're so ticky tack now. Like like you look at some dudes, like they're you can legit see them trying not to land on the quarterback, and they still get roughing the passer mm-hmm. calls. So mm-hmm. it got to a point of like, what can you do to not get a roughing right. the passer call? And then on, on and it's slowing it's slowing the guys down. I feel a little bit because they're trying you're trying not to get 15 yards because that makes a big difference. But um, I feel like on the pass interference too. Um, yeah, it, it's I feel like guy. It's getting called more because guys have gotten away with it for so long. But I feel like it's just um, these guys just need to stay more in the technique on the pass interference calls. But the the rough and the passer is, yeah, that's about it's gotten to a joke on the rough and the passers. You talk about rough and the passer, like what else can you do? But I would make the same case on defensive pass interference at times. If you're chasing down a receiver who has a half a step on you, and the quarterback underthrows the ball, and that receiver stops to get back to the ball, and you run into him. How are you? What are you supposed to do? 
How are you supposed yeah. to just magic yourself through the guy so that he has an opportunity to catch the ball? It, yeah, that's and just and as and ridiculous. And unfortunately, that's taught. I, I I I hear when you're in a bad situation, or if you hear if you feel the pressure, throw it up and, and throw it a little bit under, and you'll just get the call every time. And and they and they know that. And then so. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just an easy way to get out if you know you're in a bad situation that if you know the play is not going to be successful, hey, let me get 15 yards. Ugh, well, not even 15 because the, the pass interference is a spot foul, so right. it could be 40 yards down the field. They're breaking the game of football with these two penalties. They call they need to be penalties. They have to be there. They call them too often. Yeah. Especially, them especially too often. ref and a passer, man. Uh, I, 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 I like the below-the-knee hits and stuff like that. That's obviously a ref and a passer. But other than that, man, or late hits. But if, if you're up top, if, you try, if you're trying not to put your weight, I understand you don't want 350-pound dudes landing on, on quarterbacks because that's the most valuable part of the, of the league. But – some dudes are really trying and they're still getting fined and 15 yard penalties. So yeah, yeah, there needs to be some kind of balance. Where's your boy Lamar Jackson going to end up? Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, honestly, it could, he's he's looking to be, he's either going to be a Raven or he's might sit out. Uh, so you think there's still a chance that he can be a Raven? Like I, I feel like that ship sailed. I feel like I there's... feel like it may have sailed. It's just that he has what other options has he has? The Panthers moved up to the number one spot. Spot. The Falcons have already said that they're out on him. The Bucks said they're out on him. I mean, the Colts are probably in position to get their quarterback. The Houston Texans are in the position to get their quarterback. There's no the quarterback market is watered right now there's there's nowhere for him to go he was hurt the last two the last two seasons so that's that's really what i feel like is the main thing is that it's tough to give him then on top of that he wants to guarantee money that deshaun watson got and we all know that Mm. cleveland did that just do that just because they're just trying to do anything to stay in in, in the world right now because they were so bad at one point right well that's the only way they were going to get a franchise quarterback was to overpay for him. That, yeah. That's the only way they can do that. I, mm-hmm. I feel like what he's asking for just dollars and cents wise, the fact that he's been injured the last two seasons and the fact that you would have to lose two first round picks to make a deal with him just locks him out of going anywhere else. Like the Ravens are kind of it. And it seems to me like they're not getting along well enough to even pretend to do a deal so, so I don't I feel, think he plays this year. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's gonna be leaning tomorrow him not playing and him sitting out because it didn't. Got, he's not crazy. going to the Jets because they're most likely about to end up with Rodgers. So yeah, his the market for him just is, is the Ravens played it kind of smart. I mean, they they knew the market, they knew what the, it wasn't going to be out there for him. So I mean, they, I mean, I get both sides because I I love Lamar. He's one of my favorite players. I've been a Ravens fan for over. 15 years now. So I get the business part of it too. So um, hopefully hey. they figure something out because so, I would hate to him to see him in another uniform and see him run circles around that defense. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't see you it. Can grab, um, you can so. grab his replacement and his backup from uh, Louisville and have Jawan pass. Hey, Maybe that guy can go hey, out I'll there and play. i a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Nobody has hope. Nobody has hope. So oh, on, on that business side, you you mentioned Cody. Do you think that's you think that's 
you know, digging in like that, is that all Lamar? Or do you think maybe that's some of his representation? Um, honestly, I I don't know. I mean, who knows? Because we don't know who's repping him. It could be his mom actually doing it. It could be actually him doing it. He could be listening to the NFLPA, who had who the who he uh, uh talks with every now and then. Mm, um, who knows? Um, but I mean. I feel like it was a, de- a decent offer. I mean, three years for 133, what I think bounced oh, yeah. off like 44 a year. And then I, if you didn't, I don't know if everybody ever pay, really paid attention, but the others uh, injury incentives where he could have maxed out to almost 200. So, I mean, I feel like it was fair. I don't think he's going to get a longer deal than three. Um, maybe if a t- uh, 160 would be pushing it maybe, but uh, I don't, I don't see it happening. I have to assume that Lamar or his representation, the people that are advising him are letting him know based on the people that have come before you in this league that play the game the way you do, this is your window to get all of your money. Because if you go out there one more season under a franchise tag or whatever, and you're not able to complete the season again, your window oh, has closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, your big deal is gone. Yeah, you can right. any big, any kind of time you think you're gonna cash out, that's gonna be out the window for sure. But I mean, hey, he's betting on himself, so I mean, I totally understand that too. Um, oh, uh, yeah, do what you got to do, but understand it's a business, and and uh, there are there are people who rightfully look at your your play over the last two years and go, hey, he's great. When I can use him, but the most important ability in football is availability and he hasn't been able to finish two seasons that worries me and i and can't give guaranteed I, I money like, to that. i feel like too though that in, that in the situation too i also feel like that was also on the ravens a little bit too because they, they they put too much on his plate they, they ask him to do sure. way too much and Absolutely. uh yeah that, that offense was like it was like it was either lamar or bus basically for that offense and it, so it, i i feel like with the new offensive coordinator from georgia ho- hopefully he can open up some things um, I, I was hoping that maybe they could uh, trade it for a D hop. Maybe, I mean, that's still maybe uh, in the books. Maybe they're in, I still see there's a possibility of maybe adding Odell Beckham. Um, so if they could do one of those two things and get Lamar back on the track and then keep the O line healthy, I feel like you definitely would see a big jump from his play. But I just feel like the past, the offense that they had running and the weapons they had around them, they just put too much on his plate. And then, of course, I mean, he's not a, a physical gifted guy he's not 245 uh, right. like right. anthony richardson is um so i mean after a while after a long season like that of course your body is going to take a little toll if uh if he never plays another down of football i don't think there's anybody that you could say on both the college and nfl level all of the offensive production for both of those teams his college team and his nfl mm-hmm. team were squarely on his shoulders 100 percent um, like 75 percent 80 percent yeah. <laughs> and yeah. especially this last couple of years because our our running backs were down. You know, uh, right. two, uh, two years ago, we had all three of our running backs go down. So they was, so now he had to be the main running back for that whole year. So And then you had to try to develop a passing game on top of that. Uh, yeah, I feel like my knees would give out too. <laughs> He's number eight for the San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League. They kick off their season this week in the Freeman Coliseum, 6 o'clock p.m. against the Carolina Cobras. That's 1-0. Like, we all already know that's going to be a 1-0 record right there. And that's all they're worried about. Yes, sir. Well, you, you said something there, Philip. I know we're 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 going to let you go here, Cody, and we appreciate your time. But real quick, he Absolutely. said number eight. 
for the the gunslingers uh is is that good is that your number are coming back yes sir okay yes, sir. okay yes sir glad to hear it back in eight eight is back i already checked with him i i sent okay. him a message graphic together because i didn't want to put number eight on the graphic and then it not be our number eight so uh we're excited about the gunslinger season i can't wait um to watch kickoff i wish i could be there live for it these two guys will be there um and you'll be oh, yeah. there and i'll be down here on the coast cheering you guys on cody go get some rest get rested up you got a big night on saturday night and you need to you need to be ready thank you thank you guns up guns, bang bang guns, baby. Up. guns up baby Cody Brooks of the San Antonio Gunslingers. I'm so excited about Gunslinger season. I, I really, really am. Yeah. Brahma um, season has been fun. It hasn't been the record that I wanted. We haven't put as good a team on the field as I was hoping for, but it's just fun. Like we've had a team to talk about, to spend some time with, to get to know people around. Um, and, and some of those people are even trickling over. I, I was looking up something that the Gunslingers organization sent to me that I'm going to share with you guys in a second. But as I'm looking at that, I see Captain Brahma. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. Captain Gunslinger, too. He's, He's got a whole us. thing. Yep, that's awesome. um, he was there last year in Freeman Coliseum for the games, but he wasn't doing his super fan stuff. He was just a fan at that point. It's great mm -hmm. to see some of these folks start to move over. I've heard rumor that Viva Texas is going to stay yep. involved in the San Antonio football scene and awesome. move over and and cheer for the gunslingers the as well. That's very exciting. Um, really, if you're if you're not sure, if you're just like, man, I don't know, uh, you know, Saturday night, I could do other things with my Saturday night. You won't regret it. Like you will not regret getting out to Freeman Coliseum and enjoying uh, professional football. It's not the same. Like it's not like Brahma's football. But if you ask me live, it's better. Like it's it's more fun it's more of an experience hmm. it's very interactive you get to meet fan uh other fans you get to meet players and coaches after the game cheerleaders um, yeah you get to meet some cheerleaders if that's a thing that you're interested in doing um alfred rodriguez checks in and says i got my tickets i'm taking my mom that's cool Aww, that's sweet. awesome love it very cool and if you're going out to the game you will know that it is fiesta San Antonio, that's what they're celebrating. First 400, First four. get that medal. First 400 fans into the stadium, get a Fiesta medal. And there are going to be some special Fiesta fan jerseys Ooh. available at the game. Awesome. Oh, breaking news. You didn't know that. I did You're not. learning that for the first time. And do you want to see what they look like? I would love to. Heck yeah. All right. So here we go. Let me uh, pull this up. One, share two, this with and... you guys. Boom. Here you go. Here is. Oh, I got to add it to the stream. There we go. Uh, here's the front. Oh, now, there are actually... my God. I love it. It's black. For those of you that are listening and not watching, you need to go back and grab our video right here at the tail end. One hour and 50 minutes or so into the show uh, and look at the video because you can't see these, but it's a black fan jersey with the Sugar Skull Gunslinger with the guns crossed. Uh, there is also oh. the regular Gunslinger. 
for you. Uh-huh. And they've even got, uh, oh, there's your back of the jersey. Oh, I love the back. Yeah, that I love it. Stylized number with the big fiesta on the top. That looks cool. And the skyline is awesome too. Yes. Red and red and blue skyline. But then if you're like, yeah, it's pretty dark though. I'm not sure I like the black. Okay. Okay. If you don't like black, how about a white one? <gasps> wow. Love it. Oh, let me get back to it. Let me get back to it. There we go. You got a white jersey, fiesta colors. That's I love blue, the yellow accent. Yellow, along with the pink or purple, depending on how you see that. Um, they got that sugar skull one there too. Um, and finally, Leo, you're gonna really like. Wow, where did the back go? Come on, there we go. No, that's, that's not it. Black one. There, there you go. go. There's the back of the Fiesta white jersey wow. with those gunslingers across the shoulder. It's got the stylized gradient uh, orange into red numbers, 23. Uh, those will be available. I'm trying to get a price point on those for you guys. I asked the team when they sent this to me, and I think Jordan might be on the feed right now, so he could maybe tell me what the price point was. Do you remember, Leo, what they were charging last year for fan jerseys? I don't want to misquote. I don't want to get people's uh, expectations at a level that, yeah, and and, and who's to say Whatever that it it, is, pay it's it. different than what it was. That's what know, Mo said. So, yeah. Mo Ferrante says, price point, who cares? Just buy one. Just buy one. Those I are know. both awesome. I can't decide which one, which one I want, which one I like better. I hope that they have, you know, us big boy sizes available in them. We'll we'll see. I, I hope so. But yeah, those were pretty and I'm not surprised at all because uh you know Jordan and, and those guys over there that are working on the graphic design year round for this uh gunslingers uh merch and and stickers and you know just all kinds of stuff. I mean they knock it out of the park each and every time. There's been some really cool stuff. That metal oh, is, yeah. is pretty cool looking, and that's that's the emblem that's with uh, uh that's on the front of the jersey. Yes, but uh, uh, Philip, I won't be able to go to this game or this weekend because I'm going to go to um Arizona. Oh, that's my right, grandbaby. Right, Lolis and I will be there. Okay. Lolis and 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 I will will be there, and we won't. Uh, if if you guys aren't going to be able to go, and and you you haven't uh you haven't uh already allocated someone for for those seats uh let me know because we'll we'll definitely get someone the more people in there the better and we'll definitely get someone to go to to be there for that boom yep jordan stubing still on with us and he says they're 45 dollars and big boy sizes are available yay yes sir there you go hey we learned something last year when it came to uh uh merchandise at the end of the year Get there early, get in line early because that yeah. line will eat up your game time if you let it. Um, they only have so many people they can that can be involved with selling the merch. So uh, you want one, get there early. Uh, get your medal, and then before you even get to your seat, just go stand in line, get your Fiesta jersey, give them their $45, which is a steal, and throw your jersey on and cheer on your San Antonio Gunslingers Man, you're not going to see them at home in the Freeman Coliseum for another month and a half. Oh, my gosh. But it is what it is. It's like six weeks before you see them again on May 28th. Um, So get out there right now. 
Have we got confirmation on when the the gates open for the parking lot to to for the the game? I believe I game have, time is seven o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was six. I could game be wrong. Six. Yeah. Okay, six o'clock. So, uh, wondering what time the gates open on the parking lot so that you can actually get in and park and then get in line uh, for the to be the first four hundred on those medals. I think it was two hours last year, but I mm -hmm. can't say for sure. But that sounds right to me. Right. Game time is six. Michelle Felix says. That's okay. great. What time does the parking lot open for everybody? If you could let us know, Michelle. Doors oh, open 4 at 4.30. But that's half. not okay. even the parking lot. That's your that's your doors. So your doors open 90 minutes before. And then if we get uh if we get some information here in the next few minutes about parking lot time, they they might not have thought of that. I mean, honestly, they got a lot of irons in the fire. They may yes. be looking at each other right now going. What mm. time do the parking lots open? Yeah, and it's not, uh, and it's that's not, more a Freeman Coliseum call too. Yeah, true, yeah, that's true. entirely Freeman Coliseum makes that decision, not the Gunslingers organization. And it's not a big tailgate event either. It's more you park and you go inside because they're going to probably have live music. I don't know for sure, but they did last year. You want to get in early because you want the medal. You want to get in early because you want to get in line for the merchandise. So it's none of this lollygagging in the parking lot. Parking lot opens at two thirty. Okay. Confirmation got. Yep. And that's directly from the Gunslingers April. organization from April over there, who has been great and has helped us out and has gotten us media Tremendous. access. Yes. They, they started seven weeks after the XFL and they got us media access before the XFL did. The XFL has, by the way, for those of you that have been following um, our uh, saga on media credentials for the XFL. The XFL has finally reached out to us and said, hey, go hey. ahead and apply. We think we might be able to handle you guys in, <laughs> as part of our media contingency. Yeah. They haven't actually credentialed us yet, but I they guess. have opened us up to say, hey, apply and maybe we can get that done. Success. Not the gunslingers. The San Antonio gunslingers, all I had to do was send a message. Uh, in fact, I don't even think I had to do that. I think we mentioned it on the show last week and April was already reaching out to us and saying, I got you covered. Um, mm -hmm. They have been excellent. Michelle Felix yep. is saying that the Freeman doesn't allow tailgating as far as, uh, you know, cooking out and doing that kind of stuff in the, in the parking lot. They're not going to stop you from, uh, well, they didn't stop us last year from last year beer out there. So yeah, some um, of us sat out there, you know, pulled out our lawn chairs and had a few had drinks. Out. The contingent contingency was you have to pick up after yourselves. Yeah. Yes. So, well, that's true anywhere. Yeah. People pick up after yourself. I get <laughs> so frustrated that? at the end of uh, a Brahma's game as I walk out and people have left their popcorn containers and their drink cups and their their junk all over the like. How hard is it to take your stuff to a trash can? It's right there. Take your crap to a trash can. It doesn't matter where you are, but certainly in the in the uh, Freeman parking lot, don't get the gunslingers in trouble. Yeah, they may not actually have trash cans since they're not equipped for the tailgating, and that might be the concern. So take your trash bags with you so yeah. that you can haul that stuff away. And then uh, there wasn't a problem with us doing that last year. So, so Saturday night, 6 p.m. kickoff, 4.30 to get into the doors. You're going to want to be lined up by then so you can get one of those medals. And then uh, 2.30 to get into the parking lot. The Freeman Coliseum, uh, if you don't know where it is, man, Google it. 
<laughs> I'm not giving you directions. I can't do that near as well as Google can. It's uh, right next but, to the, the AT&T or I don't know what they it call is. it, where, where the Spurs play. It's where the rodeo hangs out at. Yep, right here. If you miss out on this game. Oh, Ooh. Jordan also says cowbells will be available. We Ooh, need more cowbell. Big thing last year. Big thing last year. Awesome. Uh, if you miss this game, if you just go, man, it's Easter weekend. I'm going to be out of town with my family, whatever. Here's what you need to know. They will be broadcasting the game on YouTube as they did last year. That's my understanding. Awesome. Ooh, so much news. Oh my foam God. fingers and foam, foam guns fingers. will be available well. Man, it's lots of cool things. Texas Sports Productions will be doing the broadcast again this year for all San Antonio Gunslingers home games. That will be available on YouTube, I believe, unless something changed. And they're going to tell me if something did here in just a minute. Um, so you can still watch the game that way. But if you're in San Antonio, don't do that. Go to the game and then watch the YouTube uh, later and see yourself on the dance cam or whatever. Like, that's the way to go with that. Um, if you miss this game, you do not have an opportunity again until Sunday, May 28th against Jacksonville. That's the next time they're in. When they come back, they are one, two, three, four, five, five games into the season. That will be game six for them when they get back, um, which means they'll be six and oh when they come back into the, the Freeman Coliseum. Um, lots of time between games. It, it is what it is. They don't have control over the schedule. The NAL says, this is your schedule. I'm sure the Freeman Coliseum has some things going on too. Um, it's a backloaded schedule for us. May 28th, Saturday, June, June 4th. I'm sorry. It's two days after my birthday, not just one day. So, uh, Sunday, June 4th, well, then again on the calendar. 17th and the 24th. And then they close out the season on the twenty second of Fayette, uh, of July. Year round football. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, <laughs> oh, stuff. that makes perfect sense. The reason they couldn't have games through May was because Freeman has graduations uh, that take makes- place oh, there. You know that yeah. makes a lot of sense. That does that is a big. Big chunk. Graduation spot. Well, who wouldn't cool. want to have graduation at a at a gunslingers game, though? That'd be kind of cool. Right? Fine both. <laughs> so we have it's Easter weekend, but we have football out the ears. We have yes. the San Antonio Gunslingers playing on Saturday night. Sunday night, we have the Brahmas and the Roughnecks playing in the Alamo Dome. RC, what do you guys got going on the Brahma Mama side of things? Well, before I go into the Brown Mom, I did want to give a little shout out to um, there's going to be a Fiesta Bowl um, on uh, this weekend, seven on seven. And that's going to be April 8th and 9th. Um, the gates open at uh, 8 a.m. at Madison High School. That's 5005 Stall Road here in San Antonio. Um, it's going on for two days. So a big shout out to them again. The uh, Fiesta seven on seven bowl this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at Madison High School. So with yeah. the Brahma Mamas, I will say that um, we still have the medals. We're selling them for $10. We've raised $150 right now, so that's great. Our goal is $500. So I know San Antonio is not going to let us down 
and we're going to get that $500 to the children's shelter. Now, again, I won't be there this game, um, but I know it is Easter weekend. So I've been kind of posting and we talked about it last podcast about the best and safest way to do uh, the Easter egg kind of hunt trick or treat. So I just suggested for every um, tailgater, if they could just bring a, a dozen eggs or candy and if the kids come pa- just give it to them sort of like sure. a trick or treat that we're doing we figured out that's the safest we're still looking for a nice sweet volunteer to dress up in an easter bunny if they even have a costume um couple said a couple people said they would i haven't heard it it hasn't gone past that so we'll see how that goes um and i do know that the brahmas talked about having a easter egg hunt after the game on the field so that was kind of fun too yes hmm. so yeah. Uh, again, I'm not going to be here, you know, and I don't know if anyone wants to volunteer to collect cans to give them to the children's, I mean, to the San Antonio Food Bank on Monday. If you do want to help volunteer, let me know and I can see what we can do to make that happen. But uh, Brahma Ramas, we're still trying to encourage females, um, football fan, community service. Um, please. Check us out on Facebook and join us because we're we're strong here. We're trying to, you know, it's the last part of the season, but we're going to end up strong with the females behind our Brahmas. Uh, RC awesome. April says, uh, if you want to have your medals, I guess is what she's saying, for sale at the game this weekend, uh, that would be the Gunslinger game. She can make that happen. Okay, uh, so. I will send you out a message because, again, I won't be there to collect the money. Um, but uh, maybe I can have someone volunteer to help me out. I, and I definitely would make that. Happen. Maybe That's it can, a, a great maybe it can just be, maybe it can just be part of their merchandise stand and, uh, they keep track of how many they sell and then move that money over to you so that you can don't make that donation to the, uh, children's shelter. That would be so, awesome. That would be uh, a blessing. Believe me. You guys connect on that and maybe you'll be able to buy your, Buy your Brahma's medals. You can't even buy Brahma's medals at Brahma's games, but maybe I know. Buy Brahma's yeah. medals. You buy them at the Gunslinger's <laughs> right. game. At the Gunslinger game. Who oh, no. Uh, the San Antonio Gunslingers. Uh, man, I'm so excited That's about awesome. their season. Like, I, I'm still having fun with Brahma's football. I know the record's not what we want it to be. I know that there's a long shot now that we're a playoff team or even a championship team. It's still there. So I'm still, you know, the fan side of me is still holding out hope of like, we can win five straight games sure why he's not a cowboy fan um, that's why he's saying that <laughs> uh, but as as the gunslingers kick off like there's no reason that team can't be a championship team no. in the nal this year mm-hmm. speaking of championship games amanda checked in i hope she's still with us i'm sure she is yeah she says well i need to get a tailgate ticket online for the championship game if you come down for the xfl championship game I'll tell you right now, nobody has had any trouble up to this point just driving up to the parking lot and paying for parking at the parking lot, not worrying about getting your ticket for the parking lot online. They keep saying it's required. In fact, I saw another post just about a week ago that said that they were requiring uh, that or that you could pay with a card, I think is what that said. I think they finally yeah, you could pay with the card um, there. said you could pay with a card. If that's the case, then no, you don't need it. But anything can change between now and then. I know championship tickets went on sale for some folks today. Mm-hmm. I yes, know that I got mine. Some, you got yours? Yes. I know there were some issues with some of that. Like some of the codes weren't working mm-hmm. and 
Remember, they're new at all this. Don't panic. And uh, I even saw the mayor, Van Hurst, post something about, man, this keeps happening where they try to roll something out and they don't do it 100%. And it's a bad look for the league. Man, they're new. They're still figuring some of this stuff out. Yeah, so. some and some some of it's on Ticketmaster, too. It's True. not. It's Look not what happened uh, on with Taylor Swift the XFL. concert, you know? Right. Uh, Amanda says, of course, I'm still here. And she says, Daddy Ed and I got our tickets today for the championship awesome. game. Hey, so, get out there to the championship game. It doesn't matter who plays in it. It's it's championship level football in San Antonio. Go watch it. Even it's if cha- it's Houston and D.C., go watch it. Yeah, it's a championship game in San Antonio. And it's a historical one, too, because it's the first championship game of the xfl you know re-realized in in its new version and and we're we're hoping that this league is going to stick around for a while we ever we've already heard that they've assured us a second season at least so there's that that's that's more than the last you know league that that was in the alamo dome was was around um but yeah and and tickets are affordable for those of you that haven't had a, you know, aren't season ticket holders and didn't get a pre-sale code to log in today and get tickets. You know, those aren't available to the public yet, but they will be. But I can tell you from getting in there, ticket prices range anywhere from $35 up to somewhere about $125. I think it was, um, it's, you could get in for a good price. Yeah. A championship game. Are you kidding me? What a steal. Yeah. And a, a lot of the tickets I will add, or a lot of the seats that I saw that were blue when I logged in. So I, we were getting on the plane coming back from Vegas and the tickets went on sale at 10 AM central time, which was 8 AM Pacific time in Vegas where we were at. And our flight was scheduled to take off at eight Oh six. So I was in my seat with my phone Past the time where they said, okay, everybody put your your devices on airplane mode, please. And I was like, you know, kind of, I was one of those people that you always see straggling and not listening. I'm usually a good person when it comes to following the regulations and doing exactly what I'm told. But I I did not this time because I was on Ticketmaster trying to get my tickets and frustrated because I had the wrong code and I couldn't get in. And then I, I found out, I saw a post and said, that, you know, another email was sent out today. So I went back in my email, got the code, got in, was able to get my two tickets. Anyways, point I was saying was there were a lot of blue dots um, in the areas. Now, not all of the seats were available. They're, they're doing this smart, you know, only for the presale, only certain sections and certain right. rows. And then later on more will, will, will become available. But by the time we landed, the first thing I did was log back in and check. And a bunch of those blue dots were gray. So mm. they did pretty good for their, their first pre-sale day if you go, if you judge from that alone. Okay. I think you're all right. I think all you have to do is tell the flight attendant, hey, let the pilot know we need to wait a few more minutes. I got to get <laughs> yeah. my XFL championship tickets before we leave this gate. Um, so I'm not turning it on airplane nothing until I get these. <laughs> They'll understand. They're fine. The airline industry is notoriously good about allowing each passenger to do their own thing and not making us all follow the same rules all the time. Uh, they're, they're great with that. Um, <laughs> championship yeah. game is coming up. I don't know if the Brahmas will be in it. I hope they are. Um, it's going to be a long climb if they are. It will be it will be miraculous. It'll be something we talk about for ages if the San Antonio Brahmas wind up in that championship game. But I'm down for it. Like, yeah. let's talk about yep. Let's make history and win 
a final three games, go in five and five and win the championship. Sure. Why not? Um, all bets are off. Uh, there's nothing they can do now, but win. Parker Romo is excited about their chances. You heard him say that they're not yep. looking at this as anything, but playoff football from this point forward, they got to win every one of these games. And, and, he also, and he also told you that it makes a big difference. If you're in that crowd yes. and you're behind your Brahmas, yep. you that. didn't, that's not us saying it. That is Parker Romo, your kicker, the best kicker in the XFL telling you. Um, that that's going to work. And then uh, before the night before you do that in Houston or against Houston, you got to go watch the gunslingers play. I'm so jealous of you people. I am so jealous of you <laughs> folks that are in San Antonio. that get to go watch some gunslingers football and then go to church the next morning, do the Easter thing because that's what you should do. And then you will turn around and you go, uh, right back out and watch some more football. Man, you guys are lucky. I hope you understand. Weekend. I hope you San Antonio football fans understand how lucky you are. Um, that's a big deal. This time a year ago, we weren't sure we were going to be able to have one professional football team because the Gunslingers were on life support in a lot of ways. If you've Athlete. heard us talk about that, you know um, things were getting dicey. That was just a year ago. Now we have two strong football teams with strong football culture around it. Be a part of that. Be excited about that. Doesn't matter what the records are. Uh, be a part of that San Antonio football culture because it could go away. We remember what it was like when we didn't have it. Um, so go out there and be a part of it, no matter what happens against Houston. Um, I, I'm not even going to say anything about Carolina because we're going to beat Carolina. Oh, yeah. Um, in the NAL. I'm not worried about that one. But no matter what happens against Houston or Orlando or D.C., um, just be happy we have a team. Just support a team that we have because we didn't have one for a long time. And I'd rather have bad football than no football. Uh, so get out there. Um, what else? We need to thank everybody because we've had yeah. an incredible show. We yes. need to thank Amanda. We need to thank Parker Romo. We need to thank Cody Brooks. Um, we need to thank Jordan and April Stubing who have checked in and given us great information Michelle Felix. Michelle. about the Michelle Felix that have given us gunslingers information. All of you that have chimed in over the last two hours and been a part of this show with us. We love so much that we get to interact now with you guys uh, in a real way with this software that we use. Um, and, and you can talk to us and we can talk to you like, this is great. Um, I'm really enjoying all of this. Uh, Amanda, you're so sweet. No, thank you for Better having me on. Hey, we'll have uh, you on anytime. Dirty, he's got to have something to say. But we'll have Dirty you on always anytime. has something to say. <laughs> so let's let, let me let me toss an idea out there. This isn't going to happen. But Dirty and I got into a conversation earlier today when they did the X Fan show. I was I was uh, hanging out and talking with them in their chat box, just like you guys talk with us. I actually think that the XFL should consider, even though it's it's Tuesday about to be Wednesday, I think they should consider flexing our game and the Seattle game. Right now, we are at 2 o'clock against Houston on ABC. And let's face it, Houston's lost three straight games, and our offense is E. Is the best thing for the league to put the game that gets the most eyes on it, which would be the game on ABC, to be D.C. and Seattle. 
what that would mean is they would have to slide into that two o'clock time slot and our game on Sunday would actually move to the six o'clock time slot and we would be on ESPN two. As a Brahmas fan, I'm like, no, I want everybody to see us. But do we? Do we really want everybody to see us right now? <laughs> do we? Um, I think the best thing for the league, and look, it could still happen, but if it doesn't happen by tomorrow about lunchtime, it's not going to happen. No. But I think the best thing for the league would be to flex that game. And, and Dirty thinks I'm crazy. Uh, you just don't move it this soon. Man, leagues move stuff around all the time. That happens all the time. Um, but I really think the best thing for visibility for the XFL is to have two of your top teams, which is Seattle and D.C. right now, in that ABC time slot at 2 p.m. And don't come in and tell me, well, they need to do the ABC time slot just at 6 o'clock because that's not how TV works. They've got a block of time at 2 o'clock. We can fill that with one game or the other, but they ain't moving it to 6. That's not happening. I don't see that happening at all, but that's just me. They've done (laughs) different things, so. Jordan Steuben yeah. says, see y'all on the field. Stay on your toes, Lolis. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. You see what you did there, Jordan. <laughs> That's nice. funny. Yes, it is. Probably not for Lolis. <laughs> no, she's the only one no. not laughing right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> she's not laughing, I'm sure, <laughs> in the other room um, over there. Um, I, I agree with you, Philip, 100% on what you're saying. What I care about is as long as, whether it's 2 o'clock, 6 o'clock, as long as we have, I'll say, 22,000-plus in the Dome supporting the Brahmas, being loud, that's what's important. And 22 actually is low. I really want it to yeah. be higher, yeah. uh, and, it, and it ought to be. But uh, if we can beat 22, we're definitely on an uptrend, an uptick from, from right. the second game, and, and I'll, I'll be satisfied with that. But I think we can do better. Uh, but that's... Come out, guys. Come out, the primos and fans. We got to be there. Support our team. Just from a really, really, really selfish personal level, I would love to see that flex happen because I could actually go to a 6 o'clock game. Like, I could be there for a 6 o'clock game. I can't be there for two. Uh, It's too quick after church. I just can't do that. But, man, if they were to flex it to the 6 o'clock game, like, I could absolutely make it for that one. Um, So on a very selfish level, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I, I called. Like I called Dwayne Johnson. He's not taking my calls for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, I think he's busy. <laughs> yeah, he's Wait, getting ready on. for the live action Moana. Hold on, my phone's ringing. It's The Rock. He says hard no. <laughs> They're getting ready for that live action Moana. Did you see that? I did not. <laughs> they are going to do a live action Moana, and he's going to reprise his Maui role and do it live action. That's interesting. That's an interesting mm. decision. I do not like the 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 trend of making live action movies that are already good, well done animated movies. There's no reason for it. Moana is a great movie. You don't yeah. need to do a live action version. It's fine. Leave it alone. It's nothing but a cash grab at this point. Stop it. You're not wrong. Yeah. Stop it, Disney. Stop it. <laughs> and the oh, other the- thing, since I'm already on the soapbox, I'm climbing up on the soapbox. I know this is a football show. And this has got nothing to do with this, but I'm getting up on the soapbox. Stop calling computer animated animal movies like The Lion King live action. That's not live action. It's just better animated than the old one was. It's still computer animated. It's not like you trained lions to do Lion King. It's still computer animated. It's still an animated show. Stop (laughs) calling that live action. 
Come on. Well, now. they tried to do a live action Lion King and the, the, <laughs> they lost the guy trained the lions. They yeah, they, they had to drop it. So <laughs> that's not didn't work well. Oh, we are so excited uh, about football in San Antonio. Yes, I wish I could be in San Antonio. You guys are so lucky. You people in San Antonio don't realize how lucky you are that you get to pick and choose between what games you're going to go to this weekend. Go to them all. Go to, um, all. Go to all of them. Go yeah. to all of it. Go, go to, to the Saturday game. Go to the support. Sunday game. Do it all. Jordan yeah. says, you want live action? Come out Saturday. Can't agree with you more, Jordan. Yeah. For sure. April says, so excited for what's in store this Saturday. I will tell you that April 15th, so not this Saturday, but next Saturday when we play Orlando, Houston also has a game at 1130 that morning on Saturday the 15th. I have actually done the math. I could go to the Houston game, jump on 10, be over in San Antonio in time for the uh, Gunslingers, uh, not Gunslingers, the Brahmas and Guardians game. I could go to two XFL games in the same day. I could kind of be like Van Hurst. I could kind I of be like you. a mini I mayor. I dare you to do that. I and, dare and you. And hit, hit multiple games in the same weekend. I'm really thinking about it. Uh, if you love football like I love football and like we love football, go watch football. You have the opportunity. Saturday yep. night, Sunday afternoon, go see some football there in San Antonio. Who cares what the records are? Uh, zero and zero for the Gunslingers, two and five for the Brahmas. Go watch your teams. Go tailgate with fans. Go meet some people. Go meet a player or two at the Gunslingers games. Because when it comes to football, pro football in San Antonio, uh, we've got it on lock. At this point, it is all about San Antonio professional football. It doesn't matter if it's in Fayetteville, Albany, Orlando, uh, Orlando again, Seattle, D.C. No matter where the football happens, when it comes to football, whether it's 100-yard version or arena version, when it comes to pro football, the 2-1-0 has got something to say. Bang, bang.